sinister. He's awful sinister. Sorry, James Mansell. There we go. Uh, but before <laughs> this, I'm back. I did it wrong again. <laughs> this is our planned final show in the Safranco studio. Now, do we ever say never? No, we're wrestling fans, and we live by that credo. You just never know what's going to happen. But next week, we're moving on up to the Lancaster side, where we'll be at this man's house. I'm talking about the man that, look, he, he look, some say he puts the Terminate in Terminex. Some say he's the father of the year. He makes one dynamite pizza. Bleacher Report owes him some money. I know that. I know that. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, we watched it. It was like, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was more, it was more choppy than Rick Flair, but we'll get there. Anywho, I'm talking about the Mac Daddy himself, your favorite ordained minister, but not mine, Jason Mac Daddy McCarthy. How are you, brother? Oh boy, you're. Well, you're you're busy this Saturday. You'll be in Mansfield, Ohio, with me. You'll be in Mansfield, won't you, Napper? You'll be you. Are you showing up naked or? All right, you're thinking of it though. He's also the only one that actually got an introduction because I totally messed that all up. <laughs> well, you want to go again? We're back. I did it wrong again. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, we can do it again if sure. you want to. Mr. Gnarly Napper, give it to us. <sighs> That's anti-climatic. I know, right? I know. What just happened? Got to keep him waiting, thinking that something's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that's right. We are back. That's right. It's the, it's the, it is T, T, B, and we are back and better than ever. As Logan said, this is our last show in the Franco studio, and so... It's good to be back. Sad to leave this place. It is a I'm not sad. I mean this this sanctuary. The entire sanctuary, maybe not, but this sanctuary. There's nothing to say that we can't you know, every now and again. Yeah. True. We'll true. see. We'll see. Deshaun Isaac, thank you for watching, brother. I know you're getting back in the podcast game. Uh we're all we're all coming home eventually. Uh, audio should be good. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> but yeah, last show in the studio. And so before we get to the obvious news, and there's a lot of it, Mr. McCarthy, I want to start with you. How the hell was your hiatus, your vacation, your rendezvous, your sabbatical, your break, your, your, you know, you're just taking a little time. How was it? How was it? I mean, it was fine. I was able to get some. <laughs> Some stuff done. Get some editing done. We went to, me and Jason went to Cedar Point. And no fans out there that forgot I'm not talking in third person. My son's name is Jason. Just throw that out there. And Zoom BC Bay. And we're going to Dynamite tomorrow. And we went to Dynamite in Detroit. And he's going to be in Mansfield with us. Are, are you still doing the Bruce Cruise podcast? The only podcast that brings you. Pr- 
Are you doing the Bruce Cruz podcast? Sunday, you're doing nothing. Where, where? Yeah, where, Sunday, you're doing nothing. Where the hell's my invite? I'm busy. Um, any? No, we're not gonna do. I'm not doing anything Sunday because those shows with the ASWA they wear you out. They wear you out. They do. But before we get, because obviously there's a lot to talk about. There's one big thing we have to talk about on this show. Well, there's like three big things, but one especially. But I first have to ask you, Mr. Napper, if you are available to have this conversation. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Lauren's sending her to pictures. I don't know. <laughs> so. Don't give her any ideas. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Help me to help you. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. Anywho, anywho, how was your vacation? How was your break, your sabbatical? It was good. It was weird. Like you said, we we picked a very, very awful time to take a break, but we needed it. We had to get caught up on a lot of things, had some things that we had to take care of. (sighs) But it was good. Like, you know. WrestleFit champion, so pretty awesome. Been trying to get healthy, trying to get in shape, as we've alluded to. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm still round. Just, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Whip you into shape. Uh, uh, no, but it's it's been good. It's just uh, it's good to be back to talk wrestling. I've needed this outlet to scream and yell, and I haven't had that. So I've been having to couple that with uh, hitting tires with sledgehammers, which has worked wonders. But damn it, I just miss screaming and yelling and getting mad at McCarthy for no good reason, because I usually don't have one, but damn it, it's fun anyway. Uh, Ryan Hill, the worst individual I know on this planet. And me. Says, welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you, Ryan. If only you were a gentleman, you know, good piece of shiitake mushroom. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So Should mean. we get into it? I guess. All right. The following sentence I'm about to say is one I hope to never never live to see. I I wanted to die before I saw this, and I wanted to die after I saw it. <sighs> Do I have to? Yeah, you you have to say it. McCarthy, do I have to? Yes, you you must say it. Vince McMahon has retired from the WWE. Uh, he's retired from all official duties. The chairman, CEO, he stepped uh, down from about a month or two ago. I uh, know, whenever it was, whenever that Wall Street story came out. He does remain, however, uh, the majority shareholder slash owner of said company. So that's kind of weird how that works. Um, so a lot happened with Vince while we were gone. I'm going to paint it to you as straightly as I can, then I'm going to kick it to you fellas, Okay. Gonna kick it. I'm gonna kick it straight, and then we'll get into our opinions. I'm just gonna tell it straight how I, not how I see it, but I'm talking about what we we know. All right. So here's what happened. While we were gone, 
Uh, while we were gone, it's bad time. There, there was a Wall Street Journal story that came out about old Vincent Kennedy McMahon that he had been having a recent affair with a paralegal in the company, uh, WWE. A uh, recent affair, you know, as we know, he's been married to Linda, I believe, since uh, 1966, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but certainly a long time, if it's not quite that. Uh, that ballooned into the paralegal work with the company to he sent nudes unsolicited to other people, that he may have been having affairs with wrestlers, to he coerced a wrestler into giving him oral sex. There was even a resurfaced rape allegation on old Vinnie Mac. And you can only imagine my mental health as these stories broke down. Because nobody, nobody on this show loves Vince McMahon more than me. It's an unhealthy love, really. Uh, and so, at first he stepped down from the chairman and CEO duties, uh, appointing Stephanie to overtake that on an interim basis. But he strangely remained the head of creative because no one's going to play with my toys. These are my toys. <laughs> so, but then uh, more things came out. There's report. That's where, uh, you know, it ballooned into uh, co- uh, coercion of oral sex to an old r- rape allegation resurface. I don't know if these things are true or not. They haven't been proven in a court of law. I'm not saying they're not either, for God's sake. I don't want someone to go, you hate women, you Bastard. No, I just don't know, wasn't it? Uh, and so then last week, or was it last week or the week before? Last week. Okay. About four o'clock, he sends out a tweet like his pal Donald, and he announces that he's 77 and it's time for him to retire. And at first, I thought, You're working me, bruh. Somebody, t- somebody hacked his damn Twitter. Because that brought on every tweet. He didn't take to it like his buddy Donald. And so, but it turned out, no, it was it was accurate. It was true. It was it was all those things. And uh, Stephanie and Nick Conn are the co-CEOs. If that sticks, that's going to work out real well. <laughs> yeah. so Triple H is now the head of creative. And the only role that Vince officially has is the majority shareholder slash owner of said company. Because this is my machine um he is still the majority shareholder with 80 percent yes 80 percent 80 percent of the voting power that's pretty insane uh kevin dunn has been actually moved up matter of fact he was mentioned in a position by triple h just this past weekend and again kevin dunn and bruce pritchard would let vince strap him to the hood of the car like deer if he wanted to um so that's pretty much the long and short of it did I miss anything? And I painted it pretty straight. I think you got it. Yeah. All right. Because we're going to get into our opinions on this. Uh, it's going to be a long conversation. Napper, I think you're more fair. So I'm going to start with you. I get it. I'm going to start with you. I think you're more fair because you you don't you don't jump to conclusions, unlike some of us, <clears throat> McCarthy. So you're gonna. I don't hold on a second, McCarthy. You'll give your time. Leap to them. And Mr. Napper, thoughts on just right now, Vincent, and retiring, and then of course we'll ask 
the question later on, but not right now. Thoughts thoughts on Vince retiring? Of course, we're going to ask if it lasts, but we're not getting there yet. No, no. But thoughts on that retirement? What was your thought on this whole process, all the stories? Go ahead. You had the floor. Um, first off, am I dreaming? That was my first thought. Uh, my second thought was how the hell you are, because I was very, very concerned about you for a second. Um, I was, I was mind blown because the thing that no one thought in any amount of certainty in wrestling that didn't result from Vince McMahon basically killing over in the chair. That's what I thought. Happened. That's how it was supposed the to go. one route we thought it wouldn't come to be, and it came to be. Like you said, we'll get into whether or not it is it is going to stick, whether it's long-term, whether this is, this is the actual... End of Vince McMahon as anything other than what you label, you know, you said he has as majority shareholder. God, I can't even talk right now. I want to go. I want to lose. I need to work. <laughs> I don't believe it's. I, I think you've gotten a coup, but not not in favor of Vince. <laughs> Uh, my, I, dude, I, I have. I want the board member's name. <laughs> Say that again. I want the board member's name. I don't know who it was. I don't know who did this. All I know is they are half loved by some of the wrestling fans and half despised. Oh, oh I forgot. My Christmas I, I forgot to take a sticker off the shirt. Oh wow. Yeah, the brand. brand, baby. Uh, as seen on the table right over there. Uh, I was mind blown, very mind blown. And it's still crazy to think about because you look at some of the shows that have happened recently and you're just sitting there going, okay, was that a Vince call? Was that a Hunter call? Like, what's going on anymore? I don't understand. And I, I think the biggest thing was him getting t- creative taking, taken away. Because, you know, as you pointed out, he dropped, you know, the CEO uh title, but he kept the he had a creative. So for him to give that up was shocking. So someone else is playing with the toys. Toys without Andy here. <laughs> oh God, that makes Triple H Bonnie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone's going to take that and make it a meme. I can see it now. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's, it's all weird. It's all weird. I have, I have no real thoughts to give this other than this is something that nobody in the wrestling world thought that they would see for at least probably 10, 15 more years. And again, no one thought it was going to happen willingly. It happened willingly, not him passing away. Willingly, and that, I think that's the biggest shock of them all. You know, I, I know a lot of people are celebrating it. Uh, I know you're particularly not. To be honest, I'm I'm not all that celebrated about it either. I it. It's like <laughs> it is. It, it's. It's. I wonder if he did die. I haven't seen him. 
I haven't heard about him. That is that's yeah, fair. Why isn't he on? This is so unlike him. He should be. He wouldn't lie through his teeth with Chris Benoit when it was obviously bad for him. Where is he? Uh, I swear to God. Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Great to see you. We love you, Mr. Hirschberger. Uh, we'll, see you, Mr. Hirschberger. I believe you'll be uh, in Mansfield Saturday, and you'll help me dry my tears. All right. Cool. All right. Hi, Joe. Should we let Grouch have the floor? I mean, if you really want to. All right. Before we get into opinions of all this, even though my opinion has been shared, uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on the obvious apocalypse that's coming? Because Vince McMahon has retired. I mean, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's not a big deal. Was I surprised when I did see it? Yes. Because even though in the chat I said he should probably do this because money talks, and notice how the second he walked away, the investigations kind of stopped. Because what are you going to do? Absolutely nothing now. There's nothing to take from him. To he he did he made the smart decision and said, "All right, I'm done." And you haven't heard from him because he's taken like the first vacation in 45 years. But it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Go, go ahead. Are you out of your ever-loving mind? Look. There is nothing fine. It's fine. There is nothing fine. I haven't been look, the same since. Look, I can barely sleep. Look, 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 look. We'll, we'll have to. I'll, I'll rebuff that when we can talk about Actually, it. his last vacation was right before WrestleMania 1. His last vacation was right before WrestleMania one. Uh, he said he was on on vacation and he couldn't he couldn't think right. He couldn't think, and he couldn't he couldn't rest because he needed to work. And that's where he came up with WrestleMania. He came up with it on the beach. I was close. But, but uh, it, nothing's fine. No, nothing's fine. I'm hurt. I'm hurting here. You'll be okay. It's painful. It's painful. Let's no. just let's just go with this and see if I can't make this work. It's painful. It it it, it, it hurts. Uh, yeah, because we can. There's no speaker in the studio anymore, so he doesn't have headphones, so he can't hear you. So I had to. Change up the dynamic a little bit. That's all right. I I don't want to hear him say things I don't want to hear. Cause he, cause but no, the problem is you're more morally correct than I am. Because see, here's where here's where I here's where I fall on this. If these things are true, is it the right call? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, some of the things he's been accused of in the last month or two have been truly heinous. Granted, probably not the top five of what he's been accused of before. Uh, this is a man that's been accused of covering up a murder, you know, helping pay that off. Um, so, 
I, so I, I get it on that regard. Truly, I do. And I know my Vince bias kicks in because I, I love the guy because he is the Walt he is the Walt Disney of our genre uh, of this thing called professional wrestling. And but I have a hard time also ever agreeing with the fact that someone in life has a right to take something from you, even if you deserve it. It's it's what you built. You know, for forty years Vince ran the WWE. Forty years. And he turned it into a global phenomenon. And I'm, and again, I'm not, that doesn't excuse his moral absolute failures. He, he doesn't care about morals. Uh, it, whether, whether any of this is true or not, we already knew he was morally bankrupt. But I have a hard time believing that it's okay to just take it from him because, uh, it's, it's his. Uh, we, we don't have a right to it. Stephanie doesn't really have a right to it until he passes her. And Nick Khan certainly doesn't have a right to it because he's fresh to Daisy in this thing. He's only been working for the company like two years. Uh, so my thing about it is, yeah, these things are ugly. They're nasty. They're, they're, they're heinous. They're irredeemable, frankly, if, if, if some of these things are true. And I don't mean, you know, look, we've all sent some some risky photos in our time. Don't admit, don't say you haven't. All right. Don't say you haven't. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, look at McCarthy. He knows, he knows, but some of these things are absolutely, um, disgusting. Uh, there's no supporting them or justifying them, but at the same time, Should that person, based on allegations alone, based on allegations alone, should they have their life's work taken from them? Because I don't think it was one one part I disagree with you, Nappers. I don't think it was willingly. He did what I didn't think he would do, and that's cave to the pressure. I I never thought there'd be a day where he'd because okay, and this is not to have a political discussion when I'm about to say this. In case anyone doesn't know it, his he, he's great pals with Donald Trump. Who does Linda McMahon currently work for? Donald Trump. They think similarly. They believe similarly. They behave similarly. They have the same weird view that they're that they're they can get through anything, and and they love a good comeback. And the one thing they don't do, and again, this is not to have a political debate in any kind. We can that's that's not what this show's for. The one thing they never seem to do is back down from what they they believe or want to do. Um, you know, <clears throat> despite the fact that it obviously is not politically beneficial to him, Donald Trump is still saying daily almost that the election was stolen from him. He believes that. He hasn't changed from that. He's never changed that view. He still says it on a near daily basis if you can find the channels of where he is around. And Vince is very similar. He, when when all this went down, he shows right up on SmackDown with literally nothing to say. Then now, forever together. Yes, Vince, I know the signature. I know John Cena does it. Thanks. And now some people speculated that is goodbye. I don't know if it was or not. I Because a man that speaks as well as Vince... Um, I don't know if that would be his version of goodbye. 
Reportedly, he shouted F him after he came back from that, that segment, which is, ha, ha, you go to hell, I'm staying right here. <laughs> and they were told, here's the kicker. The, the talent was told at Money in the Bank. Vince ain't going nowhere. It was reassured and reassured and reassured and reassured and reassured. So the only way I can figure, because Vince hasn't suddenly lost his desire to fight. That's not 77-year-old people that tell Pat McAfee a few months ago, I still love confrontation. Don't just get there, lose their desire to fight. You don't just learn how to be a decent human being. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> so, all this has been an earth shatterer for me because it's not like him. He went on the Today Show and pretty much said to hell with Chris Benoit. Remember when he got asked by HBO, don't you feel any responsible for all those deaths that have happened under your company? And you know what he does? He got mad and slapped the papers right out of that guy's hand. When the woman, when the woman who, who the reporter that confronted him about Owen Hart the night he died, the night he died, he didn't like the question, so his response was, I resent your tone. And he said, I didn't, I'm not an expert on rigging, I guess you are. The night the man died. <laughs> Something's a foul here. So, I got to ask you a question, Napper. Is this really the end? Does he? And I'm not saying, will he be back? Like, I'm not saying, will he be allowed? I'm saying, does Vince in his mind, do you believe that Vince's plan is somehow to get back involved? Is he really gone? That Some people have speculated that. CM Punk doesn't buy it. Bobby Lashley just today said he thinks that Vince will have some creative influence. Just today. Bob Lashley. Oh, big Bob. Not not his sisters. Just Bob. Just, just Bob. Is this really the end of Vince and Kennedy McMahon? Will he be running this from the shadows like the deep state shadow government? Will he be on some sort of Alex Jones run here? <sighs> what is your thoughts on Vince's future in wrestling in the WWE in life because he's not going to go sit on the beach. He doesn't even like the beach. He hasn't been to a store since 1989. <laughs> I, I'm actually convinced that this is actually the end. It just can't be. It, it, it can and it will. Soon you will believe that's not really how I work, actually. <laughs> no, it's not. I know that very, very well. I, I do think it is. I, because on one hand, if he beats this, and I, I, I have no doubt that he could. Jeremy Dibbitt is a hell of a lawyer. <laughs> that he is. That he is. <laughs> he is a hell of a lawyer. If he does beat this. I, I would say there's probably a chance, but it, it's just weird the way the last couple of days and the couple of weeks, even months, have unfolded. Like you said, everybody perceived that SmackDown promo as a goodbye, which after the retirement news came out, that's exactly how I perceived it is the way his tone spoke to me was it was actually a goodbye. 
I, and I know what they said to the talent at Money in the Bank, and that's fine. But they lied. Card, card subject change. I'm sorry. In this case, card changed, and no longer is Vince McMahon around. I, I agree with Bob. He, he, he's going to be around at some point. Like, is he going to still give his input? Sure. Nobody, nobody would be foolish enough to think that's not going to happen. I, I agree with CM Punk. Are they going to change completely? Are things going to change completely? Probably not. He's he doesn't st- think it's going to change at all. I know he doesn't, but technically they already have. In some, if you've watched the last couple shows, they've changed at least a little bit. It's been hard for me. It. Oh, I'm so sorry. It has. I'm so sorry. Just knowing he's not back there screaming in the headset is weird to me. <laughs> The sad thing is, I don't think anybody's screaming in the headset. That's scary. Yeah, because Cole is on a, he's on a run right now. He, he was having a little bit too much fun. For the love of God, Cal Fassett. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to go back and watch. I didn't get to see the commentary from SummerSlam. It was, it was, it was one of Michael Cole, might be his best call ever. It's top I, five. I heard a lot of people say that. I haven't gotten a chance to actually go back and listen to the actual live commentary. I, Kind of, uh, I'll save that for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think he's ever going to be back to where he was? No. Can he come back in some fashion? Sure. And I do think that he's going to still give his creative input on maybe a, a boatload of things or just a few things. Because I, like you said, he can't just go off on the beach and just sit around. That's not who he is. He just doesn't enjoy life like that. No, he doesn't. And so I'm, I'm fully convinced he will at least provide insight. And honestly, the man retired and then like a couple hours, he still technically did the job because he got Brock Lesnar to possibly come back. Yeah, that's the heavy report that Brock Lesnar was talked to by. That's right. The guy that said, I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, who said uh, reportedly uh, something along the lines of, if you walk out on them, you walk out on what I built too. Uh, so, or maybe he told him, look, I'm not going no place. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. that too. Look, so before we really get into uh, my theory, or just, because just, you've been trying to avoid my theories lately. You've been trying. I yeah. avoid your theory like Austin Theory is trying it's, to avoid the fact that his daddy's gone. It's because I present them so well it makes you think too much. I'm too damn good. So but before I get there, let me ask Mr. McCarthy's opinion. He he claims to be fair. Is this really the end of Vince McMahon? Will he not be back in the WWE in some form, somehow, some way? Because you know as well as I do, you're hell, you were around when he started the company in nineteen eighty two. That he doesn't know how to just roll over and die. That's not who he is. The the thing with Vince McMahon and Donald Trump is they don't enjoy regular life. They don't. They don't see a whole lot of value in that for some reason. You know, what's Trump's greatest hobby? He likes to golf. Other than that, he likes to terrorize the world. Uh, Like, like they don't have anything else. They just they're just weird. They're not wired the way most of us are. They don't enjoy the company of their wives. They don't enjoy great. Like, I'm not saying they hate them by any means. But there's something in them that is wired to, I've got to work. Um, and so, McCarthy, is this really the end of Vince McMahon? What's his future look like to you? Um, I'm going to say, as a consultant, what happened? 
think, look, this change needed to happen a long time ago. It's been evident from these last three shows. We can really dive into that here in a few. But he's going to consult. He's going to be there. I mean, it's Vince McMahon. Just because, you know, say your dad started a restaurant just because he signed it over to you doesn't mean he's never going to show up. Make sure everything's going all right. Not ruin it is, well, I can't really say good name for Vince McMahon, so not ruin his name. But as far as being head in charge, CM Punk is ridiculous. This is as legit as it's going to get from Vince McMahon. He's never going to be in charge again. But that, like I said, that doesn't mean he won't consult. That doesn't mean he's not in the back. He very well may have been at SummerSlam for all we know. And it's made a huge, you guys, we, you guys talked about it, it's made a huge difference on commentary to just let them fly, man. And you, you can hear Michael Cole having fun. You can hear Corey Graves having fun. And what does that do? That brings you further into the matches when the people telling the story to you are actually having a good time and able to focus on what's going on in the ring instead of promote this, promote that. What the hell did he just say? Say that what? Why is he yelling at me this time? It's a championship, damn it. Yeah. yeah he likes to go, a belt holds up your pants. It's a championship. All right. But they He doesn't like the word title, belt. Uh, when I heard Cole say W fans, I said somewhere Vince just fell out of his chair. Because uh, you know he hasn't stopped watching. He can't do that. He has... Nothing else in life. Well, and he's the majority shareholder. He's so got to see how it goes. Yeah, he's the majority shareholder slash owner of this here company. All right. Got to see where my investment's going, pal. You know, he's made like $114 million since he retired. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Settlement money, baby. So, yeah. So, I, I need you gentlemen to hear me out. Now, I want to first. Have to. Uh, yes. Damn it. Till 8 o'clock. I want to first preface this while I, be, I understand that I could be in denial. I respect that. It's possible. All right? <laughs> I, I respect that. It's possible. It's possible. So, AJ Peel, thank you for watching. Um, uh, I respect that possibility, but here's my here's my thought. Unlike CM Punk, no, I don't think that 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 he's like running a shadow creative from his house. <laughs> I mean, I can't put it past him, but I don't think so. Uh, here's what I here's what I think. I think he's got a lot of legal entanglements. Uh. He's gotten way more moral entanglements. Uh, here's here's what I think is gonna. Here's what I think might be possible. Do I ever think he's gonna be the chairman and CEO again? No, it's a publicly traded company. No, it's a publicly traded company. But say he whips into that billions of dollars he has, and again he's got an attack dog lawyer named Jerry McDivitt who, keep in mind, he beat the government in the '90s because uh, that's the kind of lawyer Jerry McDivitt is. So, let's just keep that in mind. He's got one hell of a lawyer. He's got a boatload of money. Here's what I think could happen. Because, again, it's so unlike Vince to just go away. He, 
He would have to be appointed by shareholders to be the chairman and CEO again, right? Say that one more time. He'd, 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 have to, he'd have to be appointed by the shareholders to be chairman and CEO again. I believe so, yeah. yeah. That'd be hard to do. That's not very likely given the allegations against him. Right. You know what he can do and nobody can stop him here when uh, the dust settles? Head of creative. He can make himself head of creative. And what are you going to do about it? Because I have 80% of the voting power. Because here's the thing. Here's what, here's what you do. Here's, here's how this might work. Hear me out. Because you agree it's strange that Vince is just laying dead, right? I mean, to when he's not literally dead? Yes. yes. The fact that he's still alive that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> and laying as dead as he is? Yeah, yeah that's it's a little weird. Something's odd here. So hear me out. I'm afraid. Hear me out. TV contracts are coming due. They tend to record... They tend... To make those deals about 23, 24, because it's up in 26. You want those well in advance. So I believe they come doing about 26 to start making the deals 23, 24, by 24 be official. Well, it would be tough to make a billion dollar deal knowing that the head of the company is, is under such scrutiny and under such heinous allegations. But when you make those deals, they're pretty permanent. So if they make a deal, say, a year and a half from now, what stops him, especially once the dust settles, some settlements get paid out, McDivitt does his thing because he's a hell of a lawyer, what stops him, McCarthy, from going, I don't like the creative direction of this place. Need to change. You know what it needs to change? Back to Me. And it's not like they can say, well, we're going to pull your deal. No, you've signed the contract. He's not the chairman and CEO. He has no real power in the company. He's just the head of creative. Which we know would be crap. (laughs) McCarthy, am I crazy for thinking that at some point he's going to try and weasel his way in the head of creative? Because here, here, here's the, let me bring it home to you. Let me bring it home, and you should be scared by how excited I'm saying this. Because what is he? What is he? Say it with it. What's his current role with the company? What's his current shareholder? Well, if I decide I want to put the pressure as the majority shareholder, and I want to be head of creative because I have problems and can't accept that my time has passed... I'll just sell this damn thing. Then none of you get it. Because in what world does a man under such heinous allegations, number one, at first he kept his head of creative job. Fine, that's gone. But he is still the majority shareholder and the only person that can sign off or really create a sell is still Vince McMahon? You're telling me the same guy still determines what happens as a business to this thing. Who else does this? And here's why I think that is. Because when TV contracts come due, if he was still around and, you know, not running the shadow creative, they could easily say, look, um, we'd like to re-up with you, but we don't like that Vince McMahon is still in charge of your company. He's been under a lot of scrutiny lately, and it just doesn't look good for our PR. But if he's retired, who the hell cares? And there's going to come a time, because he can't help himself, 
where he's going to put the pressure on Triple H or Stephanie or Nick Khan. And you know what's going to happen if they say no? Fine. Fine. You don't want me, then none of you can have it. Because what is Nick Khan there for, really? What is he best known for in business? He makes big-time sales. Why is Kevin Dunn still there? As long as Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard still there, anything is possible because those two would put their fingerprints on a murder weapon for this man. I swear they would. <clears throat> McCarthy, am I crazy? Or am I so sane I just blew your mind? Tell me why. I gave you a lot of theories. And a- because it would be a bad for him to be head of creative? Yes. Why? Because he damn near ran it into the toilet for the past 15 years. Not from a bit not, not from a business making money standpoint. No, you're right. Not from a business and money standpoint. But that's the kind of stuff you can do when you're a publicly traded company. There's more avenues to make that money. That's why it's a problem with Do you agree with me that Vince McMahon and Donald Trump think very similarly? They're like the same person. Yeah. So, so, isn't it obvious at this point, and again, not a political discussion, okay? Promise. Isn't it obvious at this point that Donald Trump is running for president in 2024? Isn't it obvious? I would think so. gets there first because you all know that these allegations don't stop people from being president. Yeah. So... Because because you say, if they're like the same person, if I'm Donald Trump, why bother? You done went through four years of hell. Either you did or didn't do all these things. I'm saying you went through a lot of crap, right? Whether you deserved it or not, we can debate that all day long. Why would you want to do that again? Because you can't help yourself and you love the power. You love... Sure. You know who else is a sore loser? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. 114 million or so, yeah. But but he's not. He is greedy, no doubt. Uh, he's a greedy. He uh, he and old Donald are greedy as hell. But he's not fulfilled by money. He has to work. He believes that. With he was thinking of creative ideas while he was talking to Pat. Where else is he going to get these creative outlets out? Why could be a consultant? Yeah. Because as soon as they say, well, no, we're not doing your idea, then he's gonna, then he'll have a fit because 
The WWE is his vision. It's his thing. You're right. It should be about us and improved product, but it isn't. You know what he wants on the WWE product? What he enjoys. He hopes you enjoy it. He does. But he wants what he enjoys. And he didn't enjoy NXT or else he'd have took more interest. And when he did take more interest, he went and said, It's too damn dark in here, pal. Shit. (laughs) That's the biggest change we saw. He said, It is dark. I want brightness. (laughs) So... Am I saying these things are certainty? Absolutely not, McCarthy. I might be nutty as squirrel crap, but I'm not completely crazy. What I'm saying is, if you think in the back of your head that Vince McMahon doesn't have some sort of scheme, then the man is broken. I'm not saying it's correct, but it just goes against everything. He he, he had a plan, and you know this because you were around for it. I've only studied it. He got Jerry Jarrett to run the WWE because Vince thought for sure he was going to go to prison. And if Hulk Hogan didn't lie his ass off for him, he was going to go to prison. And you know what the plan was? Jerry Jarrett, you come run the company. Keep me informed from prison. I will consult. And when I get out, give it about six months after, and I'll come back and run the company. He didn't want to let go of creative control from prison. Now, I know that's been a lot of years. I respect that. But people don't tend to get better as they get older, really. They tend to get more stubborn in believing what they want. He used to be able to listen to some, well, that idea's not working. This is the same man that it took, what, seven years for him to decide Roman Reigns doesn't work as a babyface? And what did he keep doing? He kept shoving it down her throat. I don't care if you don't like it. Watch it. So you're telling me this same man that is willing to die on the sword for whatever baby face he decides he likes or doesn't like is willing to just go gentle in that good night? No, no, he's going to rage. I'm not saying these things are happening. I'm saying they've got to be ideas of his because, again, for seven, eight years, Roman Reigns was not a heel, no matter how badly we wanted him to be. John Cena is still not a heel, no matter how badly we wanted him to be. He made The Undertaker reshoot the ending to the last ride because he didn't like the fact that he might be actually retired. (coughs) Yeah, the first copy was, I'm completely done. And then Vince said, nope, don't like that. Sent it back to his greatest creation and said, open up the door or else. This is not how this man works, McCarthy. I wouldn't say that either. He's not going to bother the Undertaker. He's not going to. Triple H is going to try to make it work his way. He's not going to. Oh, I, well, I've got here. Well, let's ask this question: Is Triple H's way op- long term? Because right now it's fresh as a daisy. So, because it's not Vince, people want to, you know, oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, because it's not Vince, just like AEW, and now that shines off the apple, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> so you just got to give it a little time. Because they had four bad months and they're back on track. Okay, 
Yeah, yeah, back on track, really. Tell me where MJF is. Uh, how, tell me how we're, yes, tell me how they're cashing in on that minimum, or did they just forget, I don't know, like Vince. So, anywho, 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 anywho. MJF goes dark in a storyline. Oh my God! Do you agree that they're doing? The nerve, the nerve of that gentleman. You, I'll get to you. You should be very scared, Napper. Do you think that Triple H's vision long term, long term, will work on the main roster? Because let's be honest, NXT at its prime was what. In a lot of ways, we loved about AEW, but that only attracted the diehards. We're all on SmackDown and more, for better or worse, right? Variety shows, because they worry about so many different demographics. So will Triple H's much more wrestling-based vision, I'm not knocking it, you know I love, love the actual wrestling part of wrestling more than most. But if he doesn't incorporate some of the kind of Vince way of, you know, the silly, the corny, the hokey, because the reality is the Rollins might not try to appeal to every demographic. Women, older men, like non-diehard wrestling fans, the soap opera aspect. Can his vision, if he implements a black and gold type vision on Rollins right now, can that work long term? Because I don't think so. What do you think? <clears throat> I think he could work long term only because now he has power over both. Before it was like... You know, they went to NXT and then they were just completely repackaged and forgotten about. Everything that happened in NXT was forgotten about once they got to the main roster. I think having that continuity is going to help. Sure. Now, I agree with you, at least in one sense, where it's you do need to have some of that corny stuff. And they had some corny stuff in NXT. I think he's going to need to probably tap into that a little bit more for the sake of what you said, because they're they're. Not pandering, but they're spreading to all it's sorts. A, of, it's a variety. It's yeah. a variety show for a reason. They call it a variety show for a reason because it's a variety of different demographics that they're appealing to. And they are going to have to bite the bullet on a few things. Um, and we'll see if he can do that. So far, they, I, I mean, just a small sample size of, like, SmackDown to, to Raw to SummerSlam, I can't think of anything really goofy that they really did or anything that silly. That I mean, unless they're pushing a ring with a tractor. That <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, hey, if he keeps doing that, yeah, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Even Vince will go good shit, bad. <laughs> Maybe just keep doing that, or at least something like that. Maybe then it'll work. I think it could work. Is it gonna push away that? audience that likes the goofy stuff yes can they afford that because at this point they could afford doing all the goofy stuff and completely ignoring the wrestling so it's really just the flip side of that coin isn't it i hear you but they have a tv deal coming up here uh, again not until 26 but you want the deal done in 23-24 and the reality is how much money can you make from a tv company if your ratings get much lower isn't it with usa though I mean, if that's the person that re-signed Raw, we'll see. They're both up in 26. Both Raw and SmackDown are up in 26, to my knowledge. You want the deal done 23-24. Answer this. Did USA not just give Raw a one-hour free, commercial-free? I hear you, but is that because it's new and fresh? 
and exciting. It could be. And honestly, you know, we can't answer the question completely because we sure. haven't seen what a year long Triple H ran creative is going to look like. Hope we never see that day. I hope we do. <laughs> I hope we do because it's it's something different. I want to see what he can do because eventually it was going to possibly be him anyway. Yeah, but I was thinking in 30 years. <laughs> I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> Good Lord. His mother just died at 101 this year. It wasn't act like I'm crazy. Like, no, Jesus is real, bro. It's not that I think you're crazy. It's just I was... Trembling at the thought of that being a reality. So as long as he's alive, it's possible. That's why you all think I'm crazy. Like, you think he's not planning on living two, three, four, five, ten more years? <laughs> there are a multitude of reasons why I think you're crazy. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm telling you, this man's got a scheme. I'm not saying it's going to pay off, but there's I, no way he's fine with say it. Just what you do with it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's got a scheme. McCarthy, can Triple H's NXT type vision work long term with Raw and SmackDown given those dem- different demographics we've been talking about? I think it can because the silliness is still there. It's just toned down, and people are already conditioned to tune into the product. As you bang your head on the table, we have all at nauseum said how bad this product is, but we watch it. Anyway, because I have a problem. <laughs> now, like, so for example, last night it seemed like we were getting a focus back on women's wrestling again for more than three women. That's a big deal for young female fans. Maybe they didn't like Becky Lynch. Maybe they didn't like Charlotte. Now there's a plethora of women involved in storylines that they can grab onto. Because yeah, the goofiness. Silliness, all that stuff, that gets the kids in the door. It's the matches that wow them to keep watching. I'll tell you a prime example, and he helps us every show in Mansfield. That man, that boy will not watch wrestling with me at all. He won't. But something about that live environment, he will. And he enjoys it. We're going to get that boy the bug eventually, somehow. Well, here's the other thing. 
see how he switches up on you, one guy. See how he suddenly becomes a WWE fanboy as soon as Vance is said. Well, no one's watching at 10 o'clock on Friday. think he really needs to change that much about that aspect of of the product. There are little things that he could change and it would still be better. Sure. Like consistency across the board would be so much nicer because, you know, like I said, with the consistency of NXT to the main roster, it's like it dies the second they go to the main roster. Now that he's in charge of both, hopefully that's, that that goes away. But he was in charge of NXT as they were getting their ass kicked by AEW. Yeah, and and people didn't want to watch it because they because it was a smaller show and no one really cared about it. Raw, they care about SmackDown, they care about. I even then they were still. It's not like they were getting bad numbers. They just weren't getting the numbers that Raw and SmackDown were getting. Well, they because they're. More established shows. Well, they were getting they were getting you know seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, sometimes nine, yeah. nine fifty. You know, like, if Raw gets down to that or SmackDown gets down to that, that's that's not good for like USA will take it. No, but it's USA. Again, Raw and SmackDown are well established, forty plus year old shows. So yeah, I know who established them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But the the other point I was going to make is. I don't think you're going to have to worry too much about Hunter not going to the Goofy Well at least a couple times. I just wanted to go to the Vince Well. That's all. I don't care if it's Goofy. That is the Vince Well. It's the Goofy Well. That's fair. Knew the brush up. I mean, <laughs> we do we forget that he was a part of Generation X for like the longest time? The man knows how to do comedy. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think he understands that sometimes comedy works in wrestling. So you both think Vince is just done. All right. Yes. Can't, it can't be. No, no. It just it, come to the dark side, my son. Well, then how the hell am I supposed to? Lo- how the hell am I supposed to love this product if Vince ain't running it? Because it's wonderful. No, we all agree it mostly sucks. <laughs> what right now? Well, I mean, <clears throat> take away these last few weeks. It's you know it's been good, but overall, like I'm a Vince loyalist here. You gotta understand what I've been going through, boys. Troy the dark side. How am I supposed to just move on and forget about him? Like he was never there? They're just buried. <laughs> Eventually with Vince. So now if he if he decides to sell that sucker, he's taking his money and he's buying a private company. 
Or he's running for president, one of the two. He'll buy him back. Yeah, I can see it. You think you don't throw... Bet you he throws millions at MLW and he goes, I'm going to do it again. I actually want to see that. I his, do. His biggest mistake in life, as it turned out, was making the company public. Yeah. Because if he wasn't public, he's still right there. I mean, I run this whole thing and I don't care. Ha! Ha! And he was already a billionaire when he turned to public, so he didn't need it. No, not really. Went, in 99, he was already a billionaire. So, do you all think I'm crazy for my theory that he might have a plan? No, I... Do you see the possibility of it? Anything is possible, Vincent Man. I'm fully, fully aware of that. What about you, McCarthy? think I'm nuts? All right. We're going to keep you updated on that story. Because I'm not going away, and I don't think he is either. Because if he is who I think he is, I'll close with this on, on this, and we'll take a quick break. If he is who I think he is, if he if the reason I admire him is the reason I admire him, this isn't the end. Because what the biggest thing I admire about this man is for better or worse, he's going to go his own way. He'll do his own thing, and he'll find a way to survive. For him to just roll over and take it, that's not who he is. Because, you know, that's he wanted to kill Bob Bob uh, Casas. He said he thought about it in the middle of the interview. He said he went through his head. He said I could murder him. That's how crazy this man is. That he thought, you know, I could kill him. He didn't think about the legal ramifications. He didn't think about any of those things. <clears throat> so I'm not going to... I'm, I'm, I think he's gone for now. But I'm not so sure it's forever. Will he ever be the chairman and CEO? Absolutely not. But what's to stop him being head of creative and a big press release comes out and says he'll answer to Triple H and Stephanie, he'll have more thing, you know, more checks and balances. There's nothing to stop that. We'll see what happens. Thank God, McCarthy, you don't like it because it's so crazy, it just might be sane. But did it run through my head, McCarthy, that is that about a, an hour after Vince retired, that that means the Undertaker wouldn't wrestle again? Sure it did. I knew it. Ah, we knew it. Sure it ran through my head. And I thought, well, nothing stops him from making a call anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Vince becomes Hunter's hired hitman. Can you make this call, this call, yeah. this call, please? Look, at this point, if if Triple H is going to be Darth Vader, Darth Vader's got Palpatine, all right? <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty <laughs> You know, Darth Vader is the one that kind of runs the whole show overall. But even Darth Vader goes... Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> My master. It's not, this is not how it ends. They, he doesn't think that way. Uh, it's going to take some time. And I'm not saying it pays off. I want to stress that. But there's no way that he's not trying. Because <laughs> he's fucking futz, bruh. He is. He's too crazy to just retire. He's absolutely out of his damn mind. 
I've, I've never heard it that way before. I, I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's bucking futs, bro. It's so, so bad, but it's not. not yeah. <laughs> You're a genius. Welcome back to the bucking futs, <laughs> to the turbuckle show. <laughs> oh, it's just enough to maybe get us in trouble, but not quite. Think about it. <laughs> I love this show. It's not how it's going to end. I'm not saying it succeeds. But it's not going to end. We'll see how it all pays out. And you wait till this is right in your face next week, McCarthy. So, and if I'm ever right, if he returns to an official capacity of the WWE, I want dinner on you, gentlemen. That's true. He did. Are you going to feed me next week, too? Oh. Oh. With that, we're going to take a break. (laughs) We come back. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. First, we're going to get to some some not-so-major headlines, but there's been some notable things. Gresham, done with AEW Ring of Honor. Tully Blanchard, done with AEW Ring of Honor. I can't believe you, Tony. You must hate me. In my morning process, you pile it on. And then there's been a rash, a rash of injuries. We'll talk about that, too. And, oh, don't think we forgot that SummerSlam was was this weekend. And don't think we forgot that someone got in there one more time. We didn't. We're going to get there. You stay tuned. Don't move, move. This is To The Turnbuckle, a Snapmare and Bruiser Nation production. We'll be right back. Do you have kids looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Junior is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini-you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips, and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the world wrestling is in it, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires the hidden tires to do an Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Gives you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon.
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit Bruiser Nation Productions. And <clears throat> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the place that just fucking futs, brah. I did it right this time. We're back. To the turnbuckle, a Snapman Bruiser Nation production. And uh, we just got through talking about Vince and what his future may or may not hold. And so if you, uh, you know, if you got any questions about specifics, <clears throat> you can go back there and watch it. Or if you want me to rant and rave one more time, I'll be glad to do it for you. But now we're going to move on to some... We should do a cameo for you. I'm sure people would love that. Sure. <laughs> what do you think, people? A little cameo? I like it. I like it. Be, you know, just... Be just bucking futs, bro. It would just be... What do you, We should do a two-turnbuckle cameo. Which one you want? There you go. Boom. Just... And then we can request if McCarthy does it shirtless or not. Well, you wouldn't be ashamed. I've seen your big, I've seen your big veiny triumphant arms. Thought I was gonna say something else. Uh, I said veiny triumphant arms, not not kickstands or baby legs. Ain't easy. Why are you being weird, McCarthy? Yeah, jeez. I'll have you know, I'm an engaged individual, and you are as well. When's the wedding? April 28th. April 28th. What'd you say? Uh, you were close. Good job. Well, if it's... Uh, I, I mean, if you forgot, there is something in your house that reminds you. Still haven't got my invitation. <clears throat> yeah, that thing. Still haven't gotten my invitation. It's funny how that works. <laughs> I like it. I'm just, I'm just saying I, I'm here. Anyway, anywho, we got we got to talk about we got to talk about some other things. We've, okay. we've, we've we've touched on Vince. We've we've by God have we? And uh, we'll keep you updated on that story because I don't just give up on my theories. How about Austin? I haven't given up on him either. He still got the he still got the champion you know, of the cash in. His daddy did. No, his daddy didn't give up on him. <laughs> By the way, that was extra hurtful. I turned away for a second. I was like, I'm going back to the Reds game. 
I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> Go figure. Roman's the first to make that kind of. What? The Reds game took it away. That's bad. That's no, that's a good point. <laughs> Between two odds of pain and you chose Reds? Well, because you guys know I'm a, you guys know I'm a, you guys know I'm a wacko for the Reds, and, and you guys know I'm, I'm I'm going through it here with Vince. It's it's a tough time, except in but I mean it's the to... same semblance of pain. No, no, you keep thinking they're gonna be you know not let you down, and then they let you down. Yeah, but but I'm used to the Reds letting me down. This is the first time Vince ever. I'll see you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna head out. It's... He pulled the sponge. Oh, that's out. right. He let the rest of us down. Yeah, I I found a way to justify most of those home runs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's talk about the rash of injuries that have taken place since we've we've uh, we've bit the dust. The latest one being Becky Lynch, <clears throat> the man, the myth, the legend, old uh, Vincent Van Gogh herself. You know, she turned babyface SummerSlam. We'll get to the match in a few moments. But she got a, a separated shoulder. Now she's out three to five months and something like that. How big is that, Napper? I think it's huge. It's huge. It's that huge. Uh, it, it, I, I would say it's it's... it's detrimental to them, but they just brought up so many different people onto the main roster for Raw that I don't really think it's going to be as bad as it would have been. That's fair. If they didn't bring up Bailey, even if they didn't bring up Eosky and they didn't bring up Dakota Kai, yeah. if they just brought up Bailey, I think it would have been okay because yeah. you're basically just swapping a horsewoman for a horsewoman. Okay. But the fact that they brought up all three of them, and including Dakota Kai, which was a really big surprise, mm. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Is it obviously a big hit? Sure, because they had a really good thing going. There was a lot of talk. I saw a lot of reports she was going to be involved in a lot of storyline with them. So it hurts from a creative standpoint because they're going to have to change everything that they had planned for that because there were reports that they clearly had something planned for that. Um, and it sucks because her she just technically just made a heel uh, or a face turn, mm-hmm. and now it's like... That all kind of goes away, at least for a couple months. I I assume she'll be gone for, what, three to five months? I don't think it's going to be longer than that. Separated shoulder, you're probably out for maybe a max of six months. Um, and that's with surgery. So, Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is uh, surgery-free. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they at SummerSlam, they erected and built a whole new, uh, a whole new stable. So they did. They 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 built a whole new stable. Just raised one right up out of the dead, like it was high noon. <laughs> it's high noon. And Dakota Kai, uh, Io Shirai. Of course, it's not her name now. Uh, I'm like, are we sure he's still not in charge? <laughs> and that was one where I was like, really. It's him, isn't it? <laughs> it's just when I think you're gone. Uh, but the other rash, AEW's been hit by a lot of them. CM Punk, yeah. of course, a, a shattered foot. 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 Uh, the interim 
AEW World Champion John Moxley. Yeah! All right. Um, but what do you guys think of this rash of injuries in, in both companies, and why is it happening? I'll start with you, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, go first. Watching uh, is a lot of wear and tear on me, watching them. <clears throat> I bet. All the yeah. shows, every week, it's got to be a lot of work. All five of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine what happens. Imagine what's going to happen when I watch this new women's stable. I'm going to be spent. Might be down to court. For God's sake, here. Going to be Gatorade. <laughs> Oh, I'm a rascal. Any words, Dabby? As I try to mitigate between two different people. No, I don't know if I really have any words for that, for what you just said. Uh, Bucking futs, bro. Bucking futs, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, look. It's not, it's not insanity. It's loganity, and loganity is buck and futs. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for thank you for watching. Be, that's gonna be a t-shirt. Oh, holy buck and futs, bro! If it isn't, I I need it to be. Please, I'm gonna be down a court here. This is. Could no, be- that doesn't need to be a T-shirt. No, we're not making that a T-shirt. Hold on, look at your get your big get your big water bottle for me. Are we really doing this again? Yeah, look at that. It's easy to be down a court, and he's making sure he's not. You got to be firing at all all cylinders here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you don't want to go shooting into the darkness with nothing, Jesus. All right, wait till we get to McCarthy's house next week. Oh, jeez. If you're offended by these jokes, I don't apologize. I'm just having fun. And if you aren't, welcome to the Ma- asylum. Yeah, Marissa, if you're still watching, are you offended by these jokes? Probably not. I probably She's not. friends with... She yeah. hangs out with Debbie and Random Pain. Oh, that's true. And yeah, If you talk about buck and futz, bruh. <laughs> He's buck and futz. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, just spent, spent, just, all right. <laughs> Mr. McCarthy, <laughs> it's a great stable. I hope they, I can't wait for those eight by tens, you know, those photo shoots. I thought we didn't do that anymore. What? It's the photo shoots. Well, they should, they should bring it back. Why not? The war doesn't have to be over. That's fair. All right, McCarthy. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I don't either, but I... 
I hope you're entertained. Uh, anywho. And if you're not, eh. Hi. 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 Hello. Anywho, where's MJF? Dead. McCarthy? He's dead. Where's Where's MJF? Well, I don't know. believe the dirt sheets, but I wouldn't but I wouldn't believe Dave Meltzer if his tongue is notarized. Would you? Cause I'll tell you, Dave Meltzer's bucking a futz, bruh. He's probably bucked a few futs, you know what I'm saying? I didn't say anything. What could buck a few futs possibly mean? <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I told you this last one was going to be good. <laughs> so. <laughs> God, I need help. McCarthy, this is coming to your house next week. So you believe Dave Meltzer? Yeah, but he's like the he's kind of he, but he's Mister Daddy Dirt Sheet. That's why I don't listen to what he says. Well, who do you who who, who do you who do you trust? I mean, besides your two co-hosts. Yeah. You look, you look damn handsome, Jason. I'll tell you. I know, I know right? Marissa, what needs to be a shirt? Let us know because uh, we'll make it happen for you. Let us know. <laughs> Bucking butts, probably. <laughs> Do you think that? <laughs> Do I think that's going to be a shirt? Yes, I'm very convinced now that we're. Gonna He's be- writing it down, aren't you? Are you writing it down? All right, buddy. <laughs> he's he's on our merch site right now on Bruiser Nation. Yeah. Well, you still got a little while to kill. Yeah. So, Jonathan Gresham done with uh, AEW Ram Honor. Yep. Reportedly had a big brouhaha with Tony Khan, man. By the way, did you see Tony Khan's tweet after Vince retired? How how distasteful was that bull, huh? You talk about, I mean, I didn't know who was running that. Uh, you know, I didn't know if if uh, a president was running out of Twitter account or 
Yeah, see, the thing with me with that whole thing, I didn't find it almost dis- distasteful. I just thought it was stupid that e- if you're going to make a tweet like that, at least be factual. Yeah, <laughs> He's the longest tenured CEO now. Billy no, Corgan he's not. No. Even Billy, like, I don't even think he's technically the CEO, but even if he's not, even if he is, like, okay, Billy Corgan's one. The Impact CEO is another. Yeah, at, at, at Nordholm. So you're uh, wrong twice. And hasn't Court Bauer been CEO of MLW longer than Tony Khan's been CEO of, of uh, All Friends Wrestling? I think so. What is he showing? Uh, look, you can't watch porn on the air. That's, that's wrong. All right. What'd you order? So he'll order dinner for him and not for us. What the? Man. I just want to know what, what he was holding. Bring, bring the Lego stuff. I yeah, want to see what the Lego stuff We got to see what the Lego stuff is. All right. Don't break it. We've got to see it first. This is bucking fuds, bro. Well, I mean, if you're shirtless, I don't care. Uh, the internet might. Well, well, I'm like I'm sure you were already smitten with some ladies at 14. Granted, it was back in 1922. They got married in them days. Uh, uh, Marissa says bucking futs, bruh. Uh, so, so that's going to be the shirt, bucking futs, bruh. To the turnbuckle. This show has gone completely off the rails. Did you expect anything less? No, I didn't, which is why I'm glad we're back. Yeah, Jason. I don't know which one I'm yelling at. I'm never going to yell at Junior. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Slightly, t- slightly tilted is awkward phrasing, by the way. Firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp <laughs> Is this the crusty crab? No. This is Patrick. Oh, God. What a show. Do they know we're live right now? Or? I mean, I don't know. Sure. We've got a future segment idea. Junior's, like, something, Junior's Lego Corner or something, Lego Lounge, something. We're go. doing this more often. Yeah, we are. Make sure that you have cleared out your uh, your bladder as you watch this show. 
Just not during the. Well, and I don't care if you pee here. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care if you pee here. It's all good. You know, now I don't. Now I really don't regret what I put as his nickname. Because, you know, I gave everybody nicknames. Yeah. I really don't regret his now. What'd you call him? Look at it. Mac Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're forever my Mac Daddy McCarthy. Ooh. I, I'm engaged. I know, so am I. And yet we still not, make these jokes. Not for long. <laughs> um... Believe me, I'm sure that Peyton is begging for someone to come take me. Somebody come get him. Please. She's probably so sick of me. Oh, God. Don't you think she's sick of me? She should be. Uh, All right. So, this has been totally fucking fucks. You know, if I had known this was going to go completely off the rails, I would have made a counter of that by now. Next week, we have a bucket and butts counter. I'm scared. <laughs> now, what are you doing? Holy buck, my foot. Yes, you. This looks like. It looks like you're getting abducted by aliens right now. Uh, Marissa says that she pees when she laughs, so that we might be making her piss herself. We'll see. Keep us updated on the piss. Or don't. <laughs> Whatever floats. Oh, God. <laughs> Float pissed. Not really. <laughs> Flatter and piss on a plate. <laughs> oh. Welcome back to that same old place that you left about. All right. <sighs> So, what do you think of the Gresham situation, McCarthy? I know that you're the AEW guy. You used to put the AEW in awesome, but now you're an old grumpy fellow. Uh, so, what do you think of that situation? Uh, they got into it, had a little brouhaha, a Donnybrook, a scuffle, a kerfluffle, if you will, a nice yelling match, a knockdown drag out, a little trailer park, you know, Thursday sort of thing. What'd you think of it? Jonathan Gresham, D-U-N, done with AEW slash Ring of Honor. It's almost almost worrisome, to be completely honest. This is a short span of time where there's been multiple blow-ups at Tony Khan. Well, he drives me nuts. When when all this started, Mr. Locker, now he's driving people away, having shout matches with people. It's weird. It all started with Cody. And then it progressively got worse. We don't know what's going on with MJF. And Jonathan Gresham is one hell of a professional wrestler. Some issues here. And and you know who else is gone? Tolly Blanchard. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was doing work with his... Me too. Like, now I'm asking questions. Uh, uh, reportedly, and, uh, you know, I did some digging. Tony Blanchard is a good Christian man. Uh, you would know as a, as a minister. He's a fellow minister, by the way. Uh, and he was doing some work with his prison ministry. That's right. He runs a print. You know, he's bringing people to the Lord here. 
and I guess the Ring of Honor, now this is just what I'm reading, doesn't mean it's facts. I want to make that clear. Even though if I tell you it's going to rain, you better ring the umbrella. But think about it. Reportedly, he already had that date scheduled with his prison ministry. He was going to uh, speak and you know do whatever prison ministries do. I don't know. I ain't been there yet. Uh, <clears throat> so, reportedly it conflicted, and because it conflicted, either Tully got mad or Tony got mad, and now Tully Blanchard is he, gone, done, done skis from the... AEW Ring of Honor, but you had just seen the, you know, Tully Blanchard Enterprises running all, I was about to get all four horsemen on that side of them. And now, why? Because we're serving Jesus in the prison. Well, I mean, that's a problem to me. When you can't work with Tully Blanchard and make it work, he's a, he's a valuable asset to that locker room. Whether he's on air or wrestles or is never on air again, he can teach these young guys more than – he's forgotten more about this business than he'll ever know, mainly because he's spent a lot of nights with Flair back in the 80s. Uh, <clears throat> so what's your thought there? Um, especially Tony obviously has it out for me because – I'm already going through the morning process with Vince, and then he takes away a horseman. What's next? Is he going to fire Arn? He's going to fire Arn, isn't he? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm not going to threaten him live on the air. I don't want. I, I want Jake the Snake Roberts to be employed. So I'm just yes, please, please, and thank you. Um. So. Uh, I didn't hear all that part of the story. And, yeah, someone at the level of Tully Blanchard should get the professionalism to work around that. Like, maybe just don't book him that day. There's an idea. Crazy, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, having cut cut a vignette or something or a promo that goes along with the finish of the match if he's got to be involved. I mean, yeah, that could work. Or, you know what? Oh, well, sorry. Change the match a little bit. It's pro wrestling. But here's the other thing. Um, um, like, a wrestler on dark doing good work. Um, and you guys should know how, how, how I feel about organized religion and all that. We won't get into that. But he's doing a good thing. And someone that wrestles only on dark should still be able to go do that. Because, because, that's another thing that AEW was built on, not for the fans, but for the wrestlers. You'll have more time to do what you want. You have to be here when you need to be here. I'll work with you. You won't work with Tully Blanchard. Does that mean you won't work with the people at the bottom of the totem pole either? And obviously there's a few people in the middle of the totem pole that he's having issues working with. Say what you will about Vince. He had a lot of issues with a lot of people over the years. He got them to work regardless of how they felt. He really did. Including Brock Lesnar just a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'll bet you he got off phone and still got it, damn it. All right. 
Well, is it time to talk about another big event? Is it time? I believe it is time. Is it time, or do we take a break first, or do we just go right into it? No, let's just go into it. Just go in into it. Which one you want to talk about? All right. So you want to talk this next big event, and, and then, then take a break. Break, and then we'll talk some. Gotcha. All right. Thanks. Thanks for helping me write the show right as we're on there. Uh, we're like Vince. All right. At least I helped you write it beforehand. Thank you. All right. I started out this show by saying I was uttering a sentence I didn't want to ever live to utter. Now I'm about to utter a sentence that I didn't think I'd ever live to utter again. 2022 is weird, man. 2022 is really weird. I know COVID was odd, but 2022 is pretty weird. Like 2020 was weird in itself. This yeah. is just... Hey, we're getting real This weird. actually topped that. <clears throat> we saw Christian and Edge in 2020. Now we're yeah. seeing all this yeah. happen. Now, yeah, I mean, I mean, Vince has a match and then retires. Stone Cold has one more match. And then, arguably, the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. 50 years ago now. It was his first match, 1972. Ric Flair, just this past weekend, had what he proclaims and what the the pay-per-view was billed as his last match. He hadn't wrestled in 10 years? Hold on. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, His last match was with Sting, and then this time it was he tagged with Andrade, his his son-in-law, Against Jay Lethal and uh, Great Value, Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and, uh, makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> when you look at the way Jeff looked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Ric Flair, uh, they 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 won their match, went 27 minutes. So that's about 10 too long. <laughs> <laughs> So I watched the match. I mean, I don't know. Ten minutes worth of entrances. No, bell to bell is 27 minutes. Really? Yeah. I, I clocked it. So they went 37 minutes. Yeah, then. I clocked it. Because Jared's entrance. Oh, that like, was for, I'm like, what is he? Is he, like, tying his boots? Because, <laughs> like, the theme music started, went a while, and, I mean, it's a good theme. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Don't get, it's a good theme. So, I mean, I was digging it. But after a certain point, like, it stopped, you remember? Yeah. And it, like, started again. And then Karen comes out. I'm like, okay, that's her version. Her her theme music back in TNA was a remixed version of My World, if you remember that. Yeah. It was pretty sweet, by the way. Yeah. I thought so. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> she's an awful human being. Uh, uh, yeah. But I'd still interview her on this podcast and never tell her that. Yep. So I'm an awful human being. Uh, so they, it was weird how it stopped and started. And then, so Jared comes out working some good heel work. Uh, yeah, very, I was like, damn, this is strong heel work right here. This uh, is some of it. I started to wonder. I was, I like, was getting, this is getting a little uncomfortable. Is he really like yeah. getting angry with some of these people? Like he's going bucking futs right now, I, bro. I swear. I saw some of them look like they were going to jump the. Jumped the barricade. It was it was getting wild. Uh, it was getting flat wild. Uh, but then uh, Andrade comes out, and then of course the one and the only 
Woo! 16 time we're the world champion. Been world champion more times than most of us have been down with different women. Two time Hall of Famer. A man that wrestled his first bout 50 years ago. A man who was only about five years removed from nearly dying. And he got back in there for a tag team match. All right. How do we want to start this? Because there's the inevitable. It's your, it's your segment. So. All right. So there's the inevitable question we're going to ask. Yeah. But we're not getting there yet. Okay. Do you want to get my thoughts on the match? The match itself. Go for it. All right. Ric Flair looked like he was 73. Uh, that's He didn't look terrible in certain moments. He can still chop just fine. Which, you know, he'll be able to do that when he's 90. Um, I personally have a theory. Just a theory. Okay? How many times have you said that on this show today? Well, it's because I know these people. And I know how they handle things. Uh, I think that Flair had been drinking before the match. mm -hmm. I believe that very likely. I think he was so nervous, so worked up. And, I mean, McCarthy's left, for God's sake. I think Flair had been drinking before the match. Do I think he was hammered? No. I think, though, he was, you know, the old, you know, people, and I don't drink, as you know, I'm very much against that. It's not my thing. If you drink, that's fine, whatever. It's all right if you don't remember tomorrow. I don't remember, when I don't remember more, I get COVID. So that was fun. Uh, <clears throat> I think he'd been drinking before the match, and I don't mean that he was hammered and couldn't perform. I mean, I think he had. Oh, I'm sure he performed. With Kid Rock right after. Because you came back and you watched the show uh, over at the Now Training Center. Yes, I did. You didn't invite me. Nice. Well, I thought you were coming. I didn't know you needed a ride or something. You, you didn't, didn't you say didn't, anything. You didn't text ask. You're right. Because he said, I don't want to do this. Uh, we, we got back late. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> teasing. We'll, we'll, we'll do the next match. Okay. Do the next play match. I personally believe that he probably drank a little before the match. And again, I don't mean went out and got hammered. No, no. But the way Flair handles nerves is drinking. The way he handles life is drinking. When his son died, you know, because they did a big documentary build for this match, he said literally the moment after he found his kid, like as soon as his kid was pronounced dead because he found him, he, he's the one that found him in the hotel, he said he went right across the street to the bar and started drinking, didn't quit for five years, essentially. That's how Flair handles things, unfortunately. <laughs> I think he drank a little before the match, and I think it affected his performance. Because he looked better in the training videos than he looked in the match. He looked weirdly wobbly. And he does. He hasn't looked wobbly in a while. It was odd. Did you also get the feeling that he looked wobbly? I, I did, because I, I saw a lot of people say that, like the, the oh, he looks so much better in the training videos. My first initial thought to that was, well, yeah, training videos can be doctored and edited and made to look better than they are. Sure. That being said, I would say that they're could be some validity to what you're saying because even just looking at the entrance, like he was struggling with that robe and the belt and I, big gold. I, I think that I think he didn't get the belt strapped back there. I don't think he did either. And so somebody should have came before the entrance. Obviously, maybe that's what Jared was trying to do. Yeah, because we still wonder why was Jared taking so long to come out and do his thing. Right. 
is somebody strap that back there so we can carry it and, and do the whole robe and the whole nine and the, you know, woo. Uh, and so I wondered if he was a little bit, just a little bit on the tipsy side because woo, that's just who he is. God love the fellow. If he was, he had it knocked out of him pretty quickly. Yes, he did. Overall, was it a good match? No. Was it a great match? No. Did he live up to probably what he wanted to? No. But the people are like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Nothing he can do now. Even I don't care if he wrestles in 20 years. When a, certain point, when a person like Ric Flair gets their legacy to, to what it is now, he's Ric Flair, right? It does not. He could take a poop in the ring, and he's still going to be in consideration for the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. He could literally defecate in the ring, and it you would not say, "Well, that takes another conversation." There's nothing. To, so when people go, "Well, I want to remember how he was," oh, to hell with that. You know what I took from this? The same thing that we all should take from this. And it's not Ric Flair didn't put on a classic. Sorry. You get one life. You get one shot. One. When you die, I believe you're going to heaven and you're going to hell. We can debate that all day long. But on this vessel, you get one life. And if you love something or someone as much as Ric Flair loves wrestling, if that's what he wants to do, let him. It that's what it doesn't matter if it's great or good or ugly. Life is too short to sit around and wonder what everybody else thinks. It is. Life is just too short to sit around and worry and wonder what everyone else thinks. Oh, he might not survive. Well, he did survive. I don't know how. But he did. Was it a smart idea? No. But if you find something in life or someone or something that you love as much as Ric Flair loves wrestling, you've done something right. Because no, it wasn't a smart idea. No, it shouldn't happen. Yes, it should be his last match. But if you have to live the rest of your life and you're not content, that's a, even if he's only alive another five to ten years, that's a long time to not be content. You get one shot at this thing. I told Peyton, I said, I'm so inspired after watching that, not because it was any good, but because I want someone to tell me, Logan, you suck at broadcasting. Give it up. You're washed. I don't want I People say, well, I want to go out with dignity. To hell with that. You can live with dignity. You can't die with it. Doesn't matter if you can walk, see, wipe your own ass. You're going out ugly. Doesn't matter. Bodies break down. Sometimes before we're 90, before we're even born, you and I are Living proof of that. Dignity is overrated. You cannot live with it. You can't, you can't do it. It's the way it does not matter. When we go, we're going in an ugly way. And so if Ric Flair wants to go out there at 73 and be a, not even a shell, but, but a clinging on to the, the dust of what's left of who he used to be, he's earned that right. Because who the hell are we to say you can't do it? Because life is too short to sit around and worry about what other people say. You got something in life, I don't care if it's a girl, if it's a guy, if it's a, if it's a passion. If you got something in life that you want to go for, go for it. Because when you're laying on your deathbed, you're not going to sit there and go, boy, I shouldn't have done that. You're going to sit there and go, what if I did it one more time? 
What if I'd have asked that woman out? What if I'd have asked that guy out? What if I'd have, what if I'd have wrestled one more time? What if I'd have taken that chance, sent that email to hell with not going for it? And so I am so inspired, not because it was any good, but because everybody said he's a moron for doing it and he won't survive. And that was really the only goal, right? Live. And he did that. And he, and I walked away feeling like, I hope he's at peace. I don't think he will be. He'll look at it and expect more from himself because that's what wrestlers do. And so my thoughts, good match, no. Absolutely not. Shouldn't have happened. I get it. But life is short. Life is damn short. Quit worrying about what everybody else thinks. If you want to go do it, go do it. And that's what I took from that. Because that's... And if you're not inspired from that, check your engine and give it some gas. Because if you think that... Oh, it, well, he, it was a bad match. He embarrassed himself. What's being, he got in there and showed more guts than most people do in a lifetime. Because when you're sitting there and you're dying, you're not going to sit and wonder. He's not, he's not going to go, what if I'd have got in there one more time? What would that have been like? And maybe he still will because he might want one more time. You never know with Nate. But <clears throat> that's what I take from it. And that's what I think everybody should take from it is life is short. If you want something, something, someone, something, go for it. Who the hell you got? In my view, you have one thing to answer to you in this world. and That's God. Whether you believe in that or not, that's your business. Don't care. Everything else is pretty short. You get, you can live with yourself and you can live with your higher power. It's about it. Everything else go for it. What the like? Just go for it. What do you got to lose? Well, now, don't go out and commit a crime, for God's sake. I'm not saying that. But if you want to take a risk, if you if you got something in life that you love as much as Rick Flair loves wrestling, by God, get in there and go do it. And, and hell, I felt sorry for stopping him for this long, where people saying he can't do it. Why can't he? No one said it's going to be a classic. Only he thought it might be. I wasn't delusional enough to think that. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on my speech there? And then uh, we'll ask McCarthy, and then we'll ask the... I don't know if he'd get quite a million, but he'd make a lot of money. We'll ask uh, the $64,000 question. (laughs) Uh, My initial thoughts on the match, same as you. Was it a classic? No. Was it entertaining? Honestly, yeah. It, I thought it was entertaining. We all laughed at the training center. We had a good time with it. Um, a lot of the spots we kind of laughed at and we're kind of making jokes about. So it, it provided entertainment to still, allow us to entertain ourselves. Still strutting. So it's still strutting. So that was pretty cool. It, it was, cr- was it bad? <laughs> there was only one time I got nervous. Where's handshake? Uh, no, nah, it was, it was the, when he obviously passed out, something obviously went wrong and he passed out. Cause when, when Andrade was trying to give him the knuckles, he was non-responsive. That was the part that made me nervous was the knuck when yeah. he was trying to he put was the knuck. Ob- he was obviously non-responsive. Yeah. And if you read Flair's lips after the pinfall for Jared, you can see him tell Andrade, I passed out. Yeah. I don't know why you passed out. I don't know if your heart rate got too high and your heart, you know, cause he's got the, um, Pacemaker, Pacemaker was like, that's it. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> if you want this sucker to keep pacing, sit your ass down. 
yeah, that was the only time where I, I really started to get a little bit nervous and thought it was too much. It was that was that cringy moment where his his hand was shaking as they were putting the trying to even put the knucks on him, and I was like, man, he really might kill over right here. I got I got really nervous on that one. Other than that, did I get nervous on any other part? Not really. Was it cringy to watch some of the spots? Yeah, sure. Uh, give credit to all three men, and honestly, that includes Jarrett. They yeah. tried to put they, they, on a clinic. They gave everything they had. They were wanting to. They, you saw three men desperate to appease and honor their hero. Yeah. They were. I mean, Jarrett worked his ass off. He really did. Jarrett looks like he could still go full time right now. I, I said the same thing. It's like, man, I kind of want to see him do some more things because he was bumping like a and selling like a madman for Flair, and he and it looked good. Yeah, like it it looked good. He actually looked like he could go. Uh, he was that. That's the person that we were like, wow, <laughs> whoa. Uh, Thanks, Marissa. I, I hope you enjoyed that impassioned speech. Uh, McCarthy, did you see Ric Flair's last match, maybe for real this time? Can't hear you. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Uh, did, you, did you see any highlights of it? Did you, watch it? did you watch anything of it? I saw a couple of highlights. I mean, what I saw is what you expected from Flair. None of us expected it, like... Five-star classic. Yeah, they 1985. And, and he survived. So, it's all good. I, several I times... Mean, I mean, we've been talking about this, you know, not on air, obviously, but the past few weeks, that was my biggest concern. Was, didn't seem safe. But, like you guys said, the three guys around him made it all work. Um, when he when I saw him get up on his own two feet again after the match, I cried. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. Yeah, I was desperately worried. Um, I shouldn't be crying over wrestling, but I damn sure was. Get a little emotional now because yeah, as much as I I believed in my heart that he would be okay, like he's been in the wrestling ring so long, he knows how to go figure it out, yeah. even if it's awful, and it kind of was. But what I thought would happen would happen. But there was, and what I mean by that is, he'll figure out a way to survive because, Rick, it's like if if we somehow brought Bob Ross back to life, he could still paint. Probably just wouldn't be nearly as good. But he wouldn't kill himself over the painting. <clears throat> I know that's a weird metaphor. All right, uh, but maybe Billy Mays could do OxyClean. I have no idea. Just you get what I'm saying. And so I got emotional when I when I saw him get on his own two feet and cut the promo and and, be, and it was obvious he's okay he's he's spent he's gassed my yeah. God was he gassed because <laughs> uh, when when he was bleeding over in the corner after Andrade got the hot tag he was so, like he was so spent <laughs> he didn't even try to get yeah, under he, the ring yeah he, he just I'm like, here I'm just gonna hang here I'm just I'm good at you guys you guys work around me <laughs> yeah. Just, this is my show anyway. Just pretend I'm not here. <laughs> um, but I was just so glad because yeah, that was my biggest concern was will you survive? Yeah, literally, will you survive? I didn't care. I I I, I didn't care if he like I said defecated in the ring. It was survive. Um, 
So let's ask the million dollar question. He did survive. There were parts of it that weren't terrible. He did pass out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you didn't see it, but if you have, if I'll send you the clip. Matter of fact, I probably already have in the, but I'll send it to you personally, uh, McCarthy tonight. At the end of the match, Andrade leans over to him after the pinfall is counted, and you can read Flair's lips. And he said, "I passed out." You can you can see him say it. Uh, there's and no it, way that's. I not mean, like, it is very clear. Yeah, that like, like I'm not. He's, <laughs> he said it. He said it. Like his yeah. words were moving in slow motion. Yeah. Almost. I passed out. <laughs> I'll send it to you uh, when I get back in the car on the way home, so you can look and see it for yourself. All right. So, given all we know, I understand how I'm a fr- I understand how I'm going to phrase this question because I already know the should. Uh, yes yes it should be (laughs) but can't believe I have to ask this I like how you scoot it up to your chair just to get ready because it's ridiculous that I have to ask this but I have to ask it don't I I mean you don't technically have to but But because of this show and because of who you are yes you have to ask the question alright I'll start with you Mr. Napper okay give it not could, should, or would. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Will. <laughs> is that really going to be his last match? I think it will be. I do. Say and I, thank I, you didn't say definitely. <laughs> hey, man, I watched wrestling for 20-some years. I know there's no such thing as definitely anymore. Uh, but I I think it will be because for for a couple different reasons. I know I I get what you're saying. Yes, there will be a time where Rick will look back at that and not be happy with it. Absolutely, freaking already has. probably already has happened. But I think he's gonna have to come to grips with it because of the fact that he did pass out. That I know he's not afraid to death at this point. He's, yeah, he said. I'm. He said I've been dead. I don't care. I, I, I realize that, but I think having all the family there witness that might be enough to out out, out trump him. Maybe I would hope so. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to get my thoughts on it. <laughs> uh, and I, I just I don't think anybody's gonna book that again. I, I know that Crockett would possibly do it again, and I'm sure if Conrad can figure out some way to make it happen, he would. Because it was Conrad's idea. Yeah. Bastard. Nice job, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, Marissa says she thinks it will be, too. Well, stay tuned, Marissa. Got, I got something for you. I got something for all you gentlemen. Everybody here. But I, I think it will, because I don't think anybody's going to watch that again. It, it, at some point, you've really got to just let it be the last one. I know that wasn't the best one to go out on. If anything, the Shawn Michaels one was sure. probably the last I was one. Say, we should already had that. <laughs> that one should have been the last one. But for his own own safety, I know he's not afraid to die. He doesn't care. <laughs> but, but his family does, or at least they should. At least some of them should. I know. <laughs> 
know he doesn't, but at some point they're going to get the say and he won't. Especially if he keeps trying to kill himself with liquor. He does try to do that most nights. Uh, that was the only other cringy part was when he was walking down the ramp with that robe and the big gold. And it's just like, this is weird. Do you, th- do you think he might have had a, f- again, not. I, I believe not, you. Not, I, I, I genuinely think he had a few, few to drink because, not, yeah, because his the, movements the, were. The, the mm. ner- and the nerves probably got the better of him because he talked about the pressure he was under even after the match uh, when Kid Rock came in. And, and and like, I know he was gassed, but his lack of timing with some of the spots, yeah. like even just getting into position, you don't have to be in peak physical condition to even do that. Because he was able to do that in his last run with WWE with Orton and, and do the stuff. Right. Uh, and did it, um, you know, what, what appeared to be much better. And, that, and technically, he looks healthier now than he was then because he was real bloated. And yeah. So, so his like his timing was entirely off. It's like he's his brain wasn't clicking yeah. on to get to a certain spot because you could tell in certain points, Lethal was trying to like change on the fly and like make it not look like that. The moment it became clear to me that something is is off. In terms of not just he's 73. I mean, Ric Flair's timing is off. Was whatever was going on in the turnbuckle where they lifted him up, sat him back down, lifted him up. You know, it was like, first of all, don't take a superplex. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I thought. I was like, oh, my God, he's really going to do it. It's it. He didn't jump off the top rope, right? He didn't do that. That's another thing. I was like, I thought for – because he said he was going to do it. You know, the old – he goes up there. He gets I mean, he, he, he down. technically did do the other, all the other stuff he said he was going to do. He did blade, and he and then the ironic part was he said he didn't remember half the match. So like, I don't know. I just and like you didn't suddenly you don't have a concussion. I would assume. I wonder if he did get concussed, and that might have been why he passed out. It could be at seventy three. Maybe that's how your body would handle that. Uh, Taker's like, I know how that feels, bro. Taker looked concerned as hell. <laughs> he really did. He was. I didn't realize Brett was there until like the the interview. Whenever they showed Brett in the background, I was I was, okay. I was ashamed to see Bret Hart there. Really, if you put the letter S in front of Hitman, you have my exact opinion of Bret Hart. Yes. Um, <clears throat> put the letter S in front of it. Even though, even though they don't get along. Really despise each other. Isn't that the ultimate show of respect for Ric Flair? Yep, because he's Ric Flair. And if and if he had another match, and if he had another match six runs from now, all them guys would be there again. They love him, including DDP, <laughs> who's still stalking Taker's wife. Can we talk about his cringy moment really quick? Sure. Where he tried to get up over the barricade and then failed. Look, we're not all young anymore. All right, DDP Yogi can only do so much. <laughs> it saved Jake and basically saved Razor. It should be able to save him from jumping over a barricade. Look, everyone. That was not an endearing endorsement of DDP Yoga. <laughs> Is that what happened though? Cause it, I couldn't tell. Cause they cut to him and it looked like he was trying to get up. And, and, I, and I think they decided they were going to move it. Like, made, like it was kind of a, I think they miscommunicated it. To yeah. be honest. I think they should have probably pre-planned it more. Yeah. You know, get there early in the building before everybody shows up. Yeah. And let's go through this. 
So, McCarthy, I didn't ask you, so I have to ask you, <clears throat> not should, could, or would, <laughs> will, because you weren't necessarily buying it early on, if he got through it, if he survived, and he did, will this actually be Ric Flair's last match for real this time? I think it will be. I think with it, him passing out and probably the way his body felt afterwards, he's probably like, okay, I got it out of my system. Probably done. But never say never in pro wrestling. So 75% never wrestle again. 25% he'll do it next year. My man. You, I, see, you see my man right here? I will say one thing. If he got concussed, he is done. Because I don't think a doctor's going to clear him. Well, thirteen didn't, one did. I think if he gets if he if it comes out that he was concussed during that match, I don't think thirteen clears him. All right. For this next one. That so, you think is gonna happen. No, I didn't say that. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I I know you, bro. Do you? Do you really know a person? <laughs> I don't know. I've spent the car ride with you a Quite a few times. Uh, might do it again Saturday. Yeah, there you go. All right. So now I have to ask myself the million dollar question is that really Ric Flair's last match for real this time? I thought we said it was like, you know, 75,000. Uh, look, I actually agree with McCarthy. I think, I think more than likely, yes. But I can't definitely say yes because here's why. I mean, I agree. Let me paint it for you. Let me paint this picture, and then we'll go to SummerSlam. Because every time I paint a picture, you start to get scared because you're like, that makes some level of sense. I know. Every time I paint a picture for you, whether it comes to Vince or anything else. Because you're a mad genius, and it terrifies me. So, because you didn't think there was any chance at all that Vince would be back until you started hearing my theories. I had a little bit of thought. I thought it was possible. Now you're like, man, he might really be on something. Anywho, let's talk about this thing. Do I think it's his last match? I don't know. 50-50. I'll tell you why. Ric Flair went to the press conference, Ric Flair Day, Nashville, Tennessee, Fusco, and he said he was determined to be better than Ric Flair 2009. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. You thought it could? Didn't happen. <clears throat> Ric Flair has also made clear that he thinks, and this was pre-match, he could put on a damn good performance if he was given six months to get ready for it. You know, he always said, give me six months. He got three. He got three. And <clears throat> what do wrestlers do that don't have it taken away from them? They chase the dragon. The Undertaker went out there and may again, who knows, with the determination, I want one last classic, and I'll call it a day. So you're saying he's not done until he gets Ricky? It's possible. <laughs> and so I don't think that, because this is all, I don't believe this was for the money. I think the money helps, but I don't think, for the first time in his life, I think Ric Flair's not, a, not the first time in his life, but for the first time since he reached senior citizen status, <clears throat> Ric Flair's doing okay money-wise. Not great, 
but not enough that he's got to sell off assets and be desperate. He gives, does plenty of signings. He just launched Woo Wings. That's right. Coming to five cities near you soon. Uh, he does the podcast with Conrad. He's got Ric Flair shop, pro wrestling tees. He's in music videos, does the whole damn thing. And I'm sure he just got a nice chunk of change for going out there and bleeding like a sieve. And now he's probably going to get trademarked or he's going to get a, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. He's going to get a check from Becky Lynch. Probably the man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he probably owns the copyright on it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I don't think it's a money thing entirely, but I think the money helps. And when Ric Flair at some point, maybe already, looks back at that match, he's going to be disappointed because he didn't live up to Ric Flair 2009, which was unrealistic anyway. But that's the thing about wrestlers. They're unrealistic. If McCarthy goes and have one more match and it sucks, McCarthy's going to want to have one more match because you can't go out like that. And so here's my thing. Next year, if you say in two, three months you decide, we're going to do Jim Crockett promotions one more night. Every year at StarCast. Hmm. What do you think, Rick? One more? And no, you wouldn't call it Ric Flair's last match. Obviously, that's been done. But how many times have we heard last match or once in a lifetime? And last time ever. The lie detector has determined that was a lie. (laughs) Brock and Roman aren't going to face each other ever again. We'll give it six months. I'm going to call it. I'm giving that one three. I'm going to call it. Assuming he's in the same condition he is right now. Now, if he has another health crisis, don't know if he can come back. Not going to say he can't because I didn't think he could. (laughs) But if he's in the same condition he is right now, six months to a year, one more. One more. It because, because there's a lot of money involved and the pride. Pride makes cowards and fools of us all. And you're right. He If he watches that whole entrance back, he'll say, I didn't even do my classic good entrance, you know, where I spin and do the whole twirl. And he'll say, Yeah, because when he turned around, I thought he was going to do, do the, the twirl thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm going to fiddle with my belt. Because I don't think he got it strapped in there. He didn't do that. Right no, there. No. So I'm going to call it, McCarthy. Bold prediction right here. Your Loganity bold prediction of the week. We ought to have a graphic for that. Boom, 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 boom. I will get right working on that. Ric Flair will wrestle again. Ric Flair will wrestle again. Should he? No. I'm not, I'm not sitting here denying that to you. Like, nah, nah. I'm not, not that crazy. <clears throat> but I think it's going to happen because pride is a bitch. Pride's a bitch. Wave your finger. Because <laughs> McCarthy, prove my point. If you got in there one more time and it sucked, are you content that that's the last time? Wouldn't if you if you really didn't if you didn't do as well as you thought you could do, wouldn't you be itching to have one more? Well yeah, but I'm not seventy three. It's irrelevant. You got an act seventy three. I mean, you're not wrong, but still. If you get in there at seventy three, 
and you don't do as well as you think you can do. I'll bet you, cause you, cause we all got it. We got the bug. When I have a bad day at commentary of the ASWA or NLW, do I say I'm done? No. I get pissed off and go, damn it, I can't wait for the next show because I'm going to do better. Because we all are addicted to this thing, and Ric Flair is an addict. And you know what he's addicted to more than anything else? More than the alcohol, more than the women, more than the styling, more than profiling? He's addicted to professional wrestling. And if Conrad Thompson will enable it once, why can't he enable it again? Especially if you take a a longer time to, to build and a and Jim Crockett promotions, you could you could turn that to even bigger than what it was. Think about it. I'm not crazy, people. Well, a little bit. All right. We're gonna take our final break when we come back. We're gonna talk about SummerSlam. Yep. Because she thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk SummerSlam, where Brock Lesnar's tossing microphones and Roman's catching them like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That was awesome. That was really sweet, actually. Yeah. So, we come back, we're going to talk about the main event, a few other SummerSlam happenings, and then we'll wrap it up like only we can. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day. kids looking for a fun inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit then look no further my friends WrestleFit Junior is exactly what you're looking for certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini you to a fitness program like no other with exercises like running the ropes to tire flips and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the world of wrestling is in it, and I'm the wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. 
you want me doing the headlock or the slam so I can spawn a customer that I do? Yeah. But what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the range from kettlebell swings to slam balls, flipping tires, to hitting tires, to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fitz is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. We'll see you soon. And welcome back, everybody, except to Jason McCarthy, who I assume is still in the pisser. Uh, abs. Uh, yep. But uh, we got we got time constraints. We do we got to keep moving, moving, moving? We're not we're not the Buckeye Bro Show. Wow! Wow! Came back with authority. Did you did you have a good pee, buddy? <laughs> well. Well, no offense to to the uh, King Buckeye himself, Mister Buckeye, bro, uh, Alex, but, but sometimes you guys go a little long. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And so, I, so I just don't want to put you through that. Thank you. Are you on the show Thursday? Uh, should be. All right, Buckeye, bro, show right here, School on the Network. Yeah. Thursday at what seven thirty? Uh huh. Till nine thirty, maybe ten o'clock. You just never know with you guys. You never know with Alex. You just never know. Anywho, let's talk a little SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns had a knockdown drag out. Uh, it was the greatest last man standing match I've ever seen, in my opinion. The only one that comes close is Triple H and Flair. You ever watch that one? It's nasty, it's violent, it's uncomfortable. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's still a little queasy to watch, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it was damn good. I think it was the greatest match of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have ever had. Roman Reigns ahead of the table, the tribe chief that I won't ever acknowledge. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ry Ry, the sports guy. I don't acknowledge a damn thing. All right? We never give up around here. We're going to take a private yacht to the private David. Ass. So, anywho, Roman Reigns wins after piling on an avalanche. Brock Lesnar. Uh. Because he wouldn't stay down. And every time he, every time he went down, I thought, oh, that's it. And then every time he got back up, I was like, oh, my God. So, as soon as eight hit and he started moving, I was like, oh, he's getting back up. I, I, by the last one, I was like, he might not be human. <laughs> That was like Cole for the because Cole went the line of the night for him was by the last one for the love of God, Cal Faster. <laughs> That's what fans around me were saying. Cal Faster. <laughs> and so every time Lesnar found a way to his damn feed. And even though you know it's a work, this whole business is a work, the Hall of Fame is a work, everything's a work. Every time he got to eight, my ass sat here and said, Is he gonna get up in time? 
Because you got to move really quickly at that point. What'd you do? You were there. So tell us what that was like. Obviously, the big tractor spot moving the ring. Walk us through it. Oh, God. The tractor spot, it, I'll, I'll start with that. That was incredible. To, to, to not only... To see the tractor in the first place, when he first came out in the tractor, I was like, that's incredible. Never before had I seen something like that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I've seen milk trucks. I've seen monster trucks. I've never seen somebody come out on a damn tractor. <laughs> Like I said, he should have came out of Kenny Chesney. She made my tracks. <laughs> and then he got up on top of the little shovel, and I was like, this is incredible. When he got on top of it, I was like, I don't know how he's getting down. I do. He's getting down. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's awful high. <laughs> I, I even, because I, I went with my mom, because she wanted to go. And uh, I told her, it's like, there's only one way he's getting down there. <laughs> he's going to jump. <laughs> and sure enough, he freaking jumped. But lifting the rig, I... When I tell you everybody in that crowd that was around me lost their minds, I'm not joking. They lost their minds because none. Of, I could not believe what the heck I just saw. I've seen a lot of things done to that ring. I have never seen that done to a ring in wrestling. That that was incredible to watch. It made it even more fun. And like you said, every time Brock got the, got the shit beat out of him, like. As soon as eight hit, I was like, is he getting back up? And then he got back up. Oh, my God, he got back up and again. Every time, I don't know about you, but every time he got back up when he got laid, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to win, isn't he? Yeah, I, I started to think that, too. Because it, it took the couple title shots that he took. I, I made I got some people to laugh because he hit him with the, with the world title, and then he picked up the universal title. I was like, oh, yeah, because the blue one's going to make a difference. So it's like... Oh my God, he's gotten back up again. <laughs> I was like, if he stays down after getting hit with the universal title and not the raw one, <laughs> I'm like, what a sign of this. Here's what really matters. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. I really was. But it was an incredible match. It really was. Everybody was on their feet for it. Everybody was enjoying it. It's a pretty good crowd. Uh, for what, 48,000? Yeah, that's what Kane announced. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, but I have to agree with you. I thought it was one of the best, if not the best, last man standing match I think I've ever seen because of the story that they told. And honestly, it was the last, what, 10 minutes? Uh, that entire seg- segment and sequence was just really good storytelling. Like They had to basically bury him to put him down. It, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I love how they just completely just ignored the count, though, after that. Like, he's buried and just done. And they're like, all right, it's over. Yeah, he, he counted like four. He's like, yeah, I don't think Brock's getting up. See, I was like, he gets up out of the rubble. That's going to be one cool ass. I really <laughs> wanted him to. I really wanted him to. But the problem is, if you do that. He's either got to win or theory's catching it. Like, after that, I knew he was either winning or something was happening. With the involvement of theory, McCarthy, when he came down, did you think he was cashing in Seth Rollins stuff? I did. I did think he was. Well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Just, 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 yeah, just slings him inside the ring that looks like the Titanic when it's going down. Uh, I did have one bone to pick with Brock. You put him in the, you put him in the little shovel, lifted him above the ring. Why'd you drop him? I'd have left his ass up there. Sure. Then he's got to. Then he's got to jump down. Figure it out. He he's got to find a way to get down. I don't know how you get up in that. I don't. I don't know. Like exactly, you had a bona fide way to win the match, and you didn't even take it. Well, Brock's a big season Neanderthal. He's an anomaly. He's a good old country boy. So let me ask you both a question. Okay. Carly, starting with you this time. Is that the last time we see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? Yes. Well, there's a couple question marks on the end of that. Uh-huh. As we sh- it should be the last time. Should have been a while ago. Uh, but, uh, the of the show probably will be the last time those two go against each other. For a while. How about you, Napper? I think it will be. Is that the last time? Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, honestly, only because I know there was a lot of speculation on whether or not Brock's retiring. Because I, I saw I didn't actually get to see this part because we were leaving before I realized this happened. But he actually climbed back up to the top of the ring, <laughs> the little angled yeah. part, and just hung out there. The little part looks like the Titanic going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He hung out there and was like waving to the fans, I guess. And so everybody's thinking that he's retiring. I don't think he's going to retire, but I think he's maybe coming soon. Uh, he's already advertised for day one, January 2023. I, I mean, in like the next couple of years. And he's advertised uh, for WrestleMania next year as well. Okay, in three years. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just. I think it depends I, on who's running the show. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So. <laughs> but I, I think. I think they're going to at least ignore it for a little while. I hope. I really do. Saudi Arabia. Not, and yeah. It, don't get me wrong. It was a great match. It, it really, really was. But that's the problem. It was a great match. Let it breathe. Let it be a great match. And don't feel like you have to do it again in six months. Let us enjoy that one for a little while, and then if you really, really, for the love of God, have to, do it again. But I really hope not. I don't want to see it again, but if I do see it again, <coughs> the only place I think is fitting for it, like last time ever for real, like Hell in a Cell or something, would be WrestleMania 40. Kind of fitting two pillars of the company, been around so long. I could live with it there if we go a year and a half without seeing it again. That would be great. I agree. But unfortunately, we can't ever get that far, so I'm not ever not ever clamoring for it. Plus, it would it would at least provide good storytelling because then it would involve Paul Heyman, most yeah. likely, and, and again, Paul and Philly. And, 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 uh-huh. In 40 years, and Paul started out working for Vince Sr. And, I mean, there's a lot that could, you know, and it could be like his two greatest creations collide for the final time and said Hell in a Cell or something. But let's go that year and a half because then I'm not so sick of seeing it. But we can't ever get there. 
we can only ever go like six months without them start flirting with each other again. They're, they're that that couple. They know they shouldn't be together, but they just can't help themselves. They might they might both be married, but they got a thing. <laughs> they got a thing. Um. So, what else should we touch on on SummerSlam? You, do you think, number one, do you think that Brock Lesnar, that, was that his last match under the new regime? No. Like, is he leaving the company? Because obviously he walked out the day Vince said. Um, Considering he's already advertised for day one, I don't believe it. Okay. I really don't. January 1st, 2023. That's right. We don't even get to take the years off. Okay. I hate this business. <laughs> it's such a pain in the butt. Uh, I mean, we kind of already touched on what happened in the Raw women's match, kind of. Yeah, we did. Uh, they erected a whole stable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what? They, yeah, they did. They built a, up a whole stable out of nowhere. Yeah. What? What? McCarthy, did I say something or? Nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I Dakota Kai surprised me. That that definitely surprised. I. <laughs> it it surprised me. It surprised. I had a I had a stroke halfway through. Give me a give me a break. All that blood flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Damn you! It's funny though. It is. Oh, uh, God. I was disappointed in the Liv and Ronda match, but I thought the ending was still funny. What do you think of Ronda's kayfabe suspension? She gone for a while. She gone for good. She. If you believe the report, she's only gone for like a couple months. Uh, I don't think she's going to be gone that long. Uh, supposedly, because supposedly she's booked for Clash at the Castle. So, I mean, she's only going to be out probably for a week in advance of that show. But I don't think it's going to be that long. Clash at the Castle. Let's uh, make a prediction here for me. Okay. Brock Lesnar working that show? It's a no. big show. No. I don't think so. Because he only, like we've talked about, right now their biggest thing with Brock is putting him with the title. Mm-hmm. Right now the only, unless you're going to make it a triple threat, and please, God, don't do that. Because then you'll know for a fact that it's just so running that. And I know that Brock's winning that match. Uh That'll undoubtedly prove it. Yeah. That's the only way that I can see Brock being on that show, is if he's in that tri- if he's in that match for the title. Because otherwise, what's the point? There's no other story to build there, unless they start putting him on SmackDown or Raw and have him build a story. But who's going to build a story with? I don't really see anybody right now that's worth that. Vince's booking of Brock has put them in such a corner with Brock. How the hell do you do it? Yeah, because it's got to be somebody that can match him. Like, the only guys that I can think of that would do that is, like, McIntyre, who's in. Well, McIntyre, Roman, who are in the title picture, and then Bobby. And I don't think. I could do that one more time. I don't think they want him to go for the U.S. title right now. I would love to see it. Oh, my. I would love to see it. 
Brock Lesnar, greatest U.S. champion I ever saw. I would love to see the big old country boys, the U.S. title holder. Well, you talk about a country ass kicking, right? All right, the what whole country, the whole United States kicking your ass. Yeah, look, it starts coming after Toby Keith. We'll put a boot in your ass <laughs> the American way. <laughs> I love it. So, Mr. McCarthy, what else do you want to touch on on SummerSlam? Which one? The tag title match. The Usos. The Usos and Province. Yeah. Um, are we ever going to get away from the Usos and the Province? Why? Let's just. If you're going to make a splash, make a splash. They did that. Uh, allow them to reintroduce themselves. What you mean the new? You mean the new ambitious Viking Raiders? Yeah. Or the New Day, because we haven't seen the New Day versus the Usos in when they call couple months. When they, when they said the new ambitious Viking Raiders, I said that's a Vince idea. I don't care who's running it. Yeah. Only Vince would go. We'll call them the new ambitious. It was definitely Vince. Definitely Vince. I I agree with McCarthy though. I like that match. I thought it was really good. Carly, do you agree that that was a Vince idea, new and vicious? No, that was the day of his retirement, actually. That was the day of his retirement, actually. Are you sure? Oh, they yeah. got up new and vicious three. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. They really did. Okay. All right. All right. So. All right. All right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong sometimes, just not enough to hardly count. Uh huh. Yeah. The tractor lifted the ring, or how nonchalantly Brock Lesnar backed that thing up and moved it properly. Like it wasn't even a thing. <laughs> like. I don't know if Travis saw it, because I don't know where he was sitting. But I know Logan saw it. Yep. He drove it, and the, and the, the scoop was too high, so he pushed the brake back a little bit. Yeah. Because that's what he does. Because yeah. I'll, I'll bet his... <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely saw that. I was... I was in the corner closer to the to the ring announce the uh, ring announce table. Uh, I think hard cam side. I'm trying to remember where their hard cam was. Uh, I don't remember. He doesn't know. I don't know. I, w- I didn't watch the broadcast. I don't know. I was le- I was left side of the ring. I was left side of the ring if you're coming down the entrance ramp. He was chugging beers. Yes. Coming down like you're going to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I didn't know that. So, no. I was on opposite side of hard cam. Yeah, I, but I, I did. I saw that. <laughs> well, and then they show they show the broadcast on the on the screens. Yeah, and they had a lot of them because they had four around the the top of the ring, and then they had the two scoreboards going. So they they had a lot of screens. I felt bad for some of the people there because the people that were on both sides with the scoreboards they had lights flaring out to them. And at one point during the during one of the matches, I think it was actually the Judgment Day in uh, uh, Mysterious match. They got a "We Can't See" chant going. We can't see. It's their turn, and then they're like, "Turn the lights off." And it was it. I was busting up laughing. We got a couple "Who's Your Daddy" chants when Theory was out there. I miss Daddy. Ah. <laughs> uh, Trying to think of some of the other good chants they had going there that night. It was a, it was a really good crowd. I I was kind of disappointed they were kind of flat for the Becky and Char- or the Becky and uh, Bianca match. Because we've seen it. Yeah, like they got they got better as the match went on, but I think it was also just because it was the start of the show, and I I don't think most crowds are that animated to start out a show. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It's what I should have thought. Me too. Bianca's champion again at SummerSlam and finally gets over that mountain that is Becky Lynch. It's a great story, and I hopefully we see more of that because it's always been sprinkled in there. It's just so few and far between in the past that I hope Triple H kind of starts moving towards that because that's what we really love. Come on now. You know you love those long stories with the big payoff. Let's go too long on Wednesdays. What did you guys think of the Riddle and Seth thing? I didn't understand it. I didn't either. I didn't get. I, thought, I hated it. I thought that was a complete swing and a miss. I did too. I didn't, I, and I, I don't know who booked it. it might have been Marriage, might have been Triple H. Whoever did, bad. Don't yeah, because there was clearly still some things in that show that were Vince booked. Oh, absolutely. You could tell. She's going to be presented slightly differently. Triple H doesn't like. Like matches developing the show instead of segments. That was evident last night. It was evident Friday. It was evident at the Brass versus Dakota show. I will say, I don't think, aside from Dakota Kai, I hate not Eos Rod. I love her, but the name Eos Kai, I dislike her. That was definitely a Triple H thing, but. I can't say the match quality at SummerSlam was because of Triple H because they do go out on all the matches when they have these premium live events. They get time. This is like the second or third one in a row that's ended after 11.30. 
Yeah, and um, that's I think that comes with stadium shows too. Sure. That was the other weird thing is uh, that's the huh? Said more of those. Yeah, I I would be. It just feels different. And I can't wait for Clash of Castle because of it. Um, I got to tell you, gentlemen, something. As we close out, you know, we're back, right? Um, you know, when Vince retired or whatever, we'll see what his future holds. You know, there was a moment there where I thought, and I even said this, I was like, my passion for WWE just died. Because I... I it, whether I'm right or not, we all know I love the guy. And I got to tell you, gentlemen, um, doing this show today has reminded me as to why I can't give this thing up, no matter what happens to Vince. Uh, because what the hell else are we going to do? <laughs> I love you, gentlemen, more than you'll ever know. Because I, for the first time since Vince like quit, and I know it hasn't been that long. But it, you guys know me. I breathe this thing. So it's odd for me to even be a day without the passion for it. I've had more. I've had, like, it felt like I, my passion is right there again. And I'm like, let's go watch all of this shit next week so I can come back here and tell you why it was shit. <laughs> so I want to thank you, gentlemen, for being my support group. <laughs> well, we're going to get to see live in person some of that shit. Tomorrow, you Tomorrow. guys dynamite. Yes. I won't be there because I am poor. But I'll text you, gentlemen, and I'll go, that idea sucked, send. <laughs> Who the hell did that? What section are you in, Jason? Oh, wow. I swear to all that I love, if Jake shows up and you all don't give me pictures, I'm pissed at you. I'll take pictures. I'm at, I'm at 101. All right. So, all right. And if Jake does show up, then Tony Khan hates me. I could have been there. Yeah, he knew. He knew. <laughs> that, that Adderall infused bastard. Yep. Adderall infused. That Adderall infused bastard. He knew. All right, so with that, any final thoughts that either one of you gentlemen would like to share? Mr. McCarthy, I'll start with you. We'll be there live in a living color next week in the Lancaster. Any thoughts you want to share on the rest of the show or being back? Anything you have before, go with it, Mag Daddy. Hey, I'm so, so this has been um, an amazing show today. I'm glad that we're back. We did totally need that break because we got some stuff caught up. I'm almost, almost done. Almost done. Just like one show left for both companies. Isn't that crazy? Almost did it. Almost did it. Boy, editing help would be nice. But anyway, tune in next week to Tooth Turn Buckle while we talk more craziness. Travis gives us a rundown of the difference of the crowd at SummerSlam and Dynamite. I just put you on the spot. You're doing it. All right. You're the only one that's. You're the only one that's been to both. All right. I'll write it in. There's, yes, birdie. There's a birdie fly in his Twitter. Oh, 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 I thought he was raising his hand. Now I understand. See, that's how long the show's been. I forgot that that was a thing. 
Uh-huh. Well. Ah, there we go. We're back. <laughs> Only took three hours. Napper, final words. <sighs> final words. It's great to be back. I've missed this very, very much. It's going to be even more fun getting to do it at that no good whatever's face. Yeah, the the uh, the McCarthy McGoon. Yeah, the McGoon. He's a McGoon. <laughs> the Mac Daddy McGoon. The Mac Daddy McGoon. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even hear that. I just read it. I just heard it. Oh my god. That was as clear as watching Ric Flair say he passed out. Yeah, it was, oh my god. <laughs> my final words it, it's great to be back. I, I miss doing this with you guys. I'm glad we're almost caught up. I will definitely help with editing, I swear. Don't make me get this thing out again. Oh, wait, I just did. (laughs) But it's great to be back. I can't wait for next week. And uh, it's glad to get that out again and get that frustration out. Hitting a tire with a sledgehammer only does so much. (laughs) I needed to scream. And thank God I finally got to scream and yell. And (sighs) All right. So I got to close her down. Yeah, you do. Um, take take it away, Captain. You know, since we've been gone, I've been going through it. Um, obviously, I battle some mental health issues that I've told these gentlemen about. I've told everybody on the air about. So that's always a daily thing, and I and I, I've I did not realize how much I missed this until we started. I don't know if you guys did, but until we started about five o'clock, I went. My God, why would we ever leave? Uh, because it did. It. I've had questions about my passion for the WWE, not wrestling. I'm not, you know, I'm never getting out of that bug. Because I, Vince McMahon is all I know in terms of the WWE, and so the idea that he may or may not be there, I, because you can't really hang out with him. Uh, you agreed to it. Um, is it, it was a stunner for me, and it was, you know, he's just. You know, Vincent Mann, for so long, has been like the North Star. You can guide your boat by him. Uh, and so it was It was hard for me, and and still kind of is. But then I get in here and I talk this bull with you guys, and I'm reminded of why I love it, and I'm reminded of why I can't ever let it go. I'm reminded of why I have a disease that's more than just cerebral palsy. It's an addiction to this thing called professional wrestling, sports entertainment, as some call it. And I love you gentlemen more than, uh, more than I can, I, I can profess into words. I love everyone that's ever tuned in. Thank you so much. And, uh, I want to say a special thank you to Adam Dell and the Ohio Media School for letting us use this studio for so long. And, uh, it's just been, it's been an honor to be able to do it and be able to raise hell long, long past the time we should be allowed to. And I'm not ever going to say we'll never do another, another do a show in here. I'm hoping to not, because it's time for other people to take the reins at this joint and and raise hell and do their own beautiful thing. And we'll be watching. We'll be looking. But um, with that, we are back. With that, I am going to watch everything and, and still watch and study and give theories and be crazy and just, and hopefully, Daddy will come home.
Because like an abandoned child, I never lose hope. We can only hope Daddy comes home, and I'm glad to be home with you boys. And with that, this has been To the Turnbuckle. And I want to remind you that if you want something in life, if you want someone in life, go get it, do all you can. Pride, it's overrated. Going out with dignity, it's overrated. Just don't break the law. That's all I'm saying to you. But do what you want in this life. Look inside your heart and do whatever the hell makes you happy. Who the hell cares what anyone else thinks? That's what we should take note of. And with that, I love you, Napper. I love you, McCarthy. Smile, be well, be safe. And until next week, we'll see your ass in the ring in Lancaster. Ding, ding.